Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guests are Dr. Aaron and Janet Ziegler. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, doctors. The prestige of this show is just climbing new heights. So it was a long weekend. Thanksgiving was uh, last week. And oh, uh, wow, I overate. And I hope you did too. Uh, um, I, and if, this is, if you're listening to this in a poor country right now, I'm sorry. But here in America, we just gorge ourselves into literal sickness. Um, me and my wife both made ourselves physically ill uh, all weekend. And uh, I mean, like real, like like real food poisoning, but like not because it's bad food, but because it's too much food. So like, like glutton poisoning or something like that. <laughs> Anyways, Doctor Aaron and Janet Ziegler were great guests. They both do a thing called well, not a thing. They have a, uh, an act, a group uh, that makes up the two of them. It's called they are called the Prism Duo. And uh, we do listen to an excerpt of a YouTube video that I ripped the audio off of. And I only did an excerpt only because the audio quality. And uh, that's it. I, I, it was a 14-minute song. And, and I'm not opposed to putting 14-minute songs. But since the audio quality wasn't all there, I figured I, I would just play enough for you to hear like, what they do. Uh, they also are like professors and teachers and stuff. They don't only do uh, uh, contemporary classical music, um, which is what Prism Duo kind of is. I think that's what they would call themselves, contemporary classical. Anyways, uh, awesome couple. Loved talking to them. Very open and welcoming uh, when it came to coming up into their space to where to record this also it was awesome because there was a student of janet's oh excuse me dr ziegler uh uh <laughs> there was a student of hers that came up while we were recording and it was the wrong day but she jumped on mic too and and it was perfect because it was for the last question of the of the podcast so a little nugget for you there uh, to wait for at the end <coughs> Write the show at we speak English good at gmail.com. You can leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, anywhere you get your podcast or you download your podcast. Uh, reviews, uh, all that stuff helps us get more visibility in the weird algorithm world of the digital milieu. Woo. Okay. So let's not fuck around. Let's jump right into it, guys. Um, Dr. Aaron and Janet Ziegler, everybody.
shit. Bella Fleck. Yeah. Bella Fleck. Oh, I love Bella Fleck. She's our tortoise. We have Calypso Rose, Benjamin Britten, and Bella Fleck. I don't know who Benjamin Britten or the other Rose is. Calypso singer, contemporary classical com- uh, composer, and then no, Bella I, mean, Fleck. I know who Bella Fleck is. Yeah. Who well, doesn't? Well, <laughs> well none of lo- my students. I know a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, like none of my Bella students. Fleck is, uh, my students think I'm insane. So. Mm, you're like, okay. John Cage, who's that? I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> you fail. Yeah. You just failed yeah. your class. So do you teach, you teach private lessons, but do you also teach like... A... Yeah, I teach at Owens. Oh, okay, So great. I have the majority of the voice students there, and I have oral skills, fundamentals of music theory, history of pop, and I direct the choir. Oh, I hated oral I loved it. I hated it. I, it was it. my favorite class. I hated it so much really? that like I talked myself I talked the dean into letting me not take it in conjunction with theory one. Cause I was Seriously. I'm just so busy, bro. I had no job. Was I had nothing holding me back. It wasn't like I could drive to the party. It's like I was stuck at home right. watching TV, doing whatever the fuck oh my I God, was I doing. Where did you go to school? Um, well, I went to Owens for a couple years, but then when I moved to California, I went to, um, uh, uh, San Diego City College. And okay. Then, and cool. then I drank myself out of that. So. Good for you. I drank myself out of my first degree, too. Yay! Great. You're great. How many degrees do you have? Five. Four. Nice. In, uh, in, uh, three weeks, I'll have five. Oh, and that's right, because you're working on your, your yeah, doctorate, just right? defended, passed, but they have some s- substantial edits they want to see. But yeah, I'm I'm good to go, so I walk in December. So if you don't mind talking about it, what is, what's your dissertation? Like? I'm writing a practical guide to singing extended and extreme techniques for contemporary classical voice. Okay, and then what does that entail? <laughs> it's I, I, magic. I just... <laughs> no, <laughs> so, <laughs> magic. So. So there are differences, different ways of using the voice to perform modern music, new music, than there are for performing classical music, yeah. like bel canto style music. And uh, a while ago, several of my friends had, had told me, you know, I, I love this music, I love performing it, but it hurts my throat mm-hmm. to sing. Like, this, this stuff's hard. You're wrong, friend. I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, well, <laughs> oh. And I started hearing that more and more from my professional colleagues. So, yeah. you know, we're out in the world singing festivals, doing things like this, and and they're getting hurt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, okay. So I decided to create an exercise book, like a method manual book for beginning contemporary classical singers. Hmm. I'm like, all right, so if you want to hear a tone cluster, here's where we're going to start. You're going to sing a pitch against a minor second, and you're going to see if you can find that. And then we'll advance that to major minor thirds, and then to a full tone cluster. What are you finding? I'm sorry, because oh, no, as fine. soon as you start talking about singing, like, I'm an instrumentalist, <laughs> I'm sure there. you know the divide. Yeah, I was a violinist first. <laughs> okay, so, so you're aware so of the divide it. of instrumentalists yeah. and vocalists. So what, what I have my students do, and I use them as guinea pigs for okay. a lot of these exercises, is I would play a minor second on a piano. So okay. I'd play C, C sharp. Okay. And I need them to find C. Okay. And a lot of times their brains are like, that's not one note that's two notes you're playing oh because it's so close because it's so close yeah. together so it's like that step beyond aural skills okay like how do we train singers to be able to um differentiate these notes oh. when they're all being played like if i have a c c sharp d 
D sharp, E, F, all in the strings. Uh huh. And you need to find the D. How do you do that? Yeah. It's like, uh, So how do you do that? Practice. Practice. And read my fucking dissertation. Right. <laughs> my fucking dissertation. I'm not giving this shit away for free, man. That's great, though. Yeah, so that's like what I'm doing is editing all of those exercises now. So I have 145 exercises. So there's mm-hmm. laughing exercises and talking exercises and you, inhalation. You go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do with my classical students, yeah. Okay. Because that's why I hear coming out of the room uh-huh. from my wife, and I'm just she- like, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, my kids hate this. <laughs> well, I, I think they're always funny. And um, uh, what's another one? She's just, um, I'm going to ruin this, and she's going to hate me, so whatever. <laughs> but she'll be like, I Oh, yeah, the lip has a I know. <laughs> I am a doctor. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that dissertation has I'm a bad. professional. I'm exactly. Oh, I still have a couple of weeks yet. to hold yeah, it. Yeah, you do. Head. You do. I watch it. <laughs> like, Should I go get my fancy hat? Should I put on, <laughs> I put on my tan? Because I will. Well, which way is the tassel? Oh, here's the cool thing. When you become a doctor, they realize that you are so fucking stupid, they have to sew it on for you. <laughs> because you're so concerned Because you're so concerned with, is my hood on correctly? <laughs> is my butt showing? Am I going to fall in these stupid shoes that I have to stand for hours in? No, they like sew it on for you. Oh, that's nice. You don't even, you don't even have to no, think. You don't have to do it yourself. The hat even says front. <laughs> hey. In like seven languages. Well... So I'm like, I speak What's at least first, three though? of those. Do you speak it? Yes. Speak Chinese is first, Chinese surprisingly. First. There are a lot of them. It was probably made in China. Yeah. And so. it was made in China. <laughs> first. Me first. Oh, oh, so I should probably introduce my guests. Um, could you guys just tell your, uh, say your names and then just say kind of what you do? And- yeah, I'm Aaron Ziegler. I'm a percussionist. Uh, teach at the University of Toledo in Owens. Uh, I'm also, I also play drum set in a few local bands and stuff. And, and how many doctorates do you have? I, I only have the one doctorate. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, Wait, so yeah, I play, serious? play you, stupid. You're a doctor too? Yeah. He is, oh. I have a doctorate too, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got mine in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, and I play steel pan and have sat in with Green Acre Sessions with yeah. Mike before and, uh, yeah. That play, was fun. Yeah. You do a lot of stuff. I do. I'm busy. Shit. I know. <laughs> I live with you and I never see you. It's excellent. I think that's the biggest thing about being like a musician. I mean, if you're not like in the professional realm of like teaching and stuff like that, it's like, I think, I mean, even though that you're a teacher, you still have to hustle your ass off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially now because yeah. we're so young. Yeah. Like this is when we have to do it. Yeah. But. Well, yes, I agree. Because like why, who wants to be 60 still trying still to hustle? Still hustling. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So we're, so, so we're building something here. Right, right. Maybe, right. yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the gamble. Cat uh, house? I don't know. Not according, not according to the savings account, but yeah. Yeah, according to the savings account, we're not, we're not building we're not anything. Building we're building nothing. Damn. That's right. Yeah. We're actually just buying wine. <laughs> All the time. But, um, please. Oh, and I am soon to be Dr. Janet Bream Ziegler. I, uh, I work at Owens. I teach voice, oral skills history of all kinds of music and I direct the choir down there. Um, I have 34 private students that I teach out of the house, which is a lot when I say that number out loud. Oh my God. 
I work for a couple churches, um, and I'm, you know, an owning member of Prism Duo with Dr. Aaron Ziegler. We do some performing together. Um, Yeah, and I'm an opera singer by trade. That's what I've been doing. Mm. And now that I'm um, specializing in contemporary classical music, it just opens this whole new realm of performance and concert opportunity. Smaller venues. So instead of singing in in big houses, you're you're doing, um, you know, like almost small ensemble. Say Mm. four or five musicians singing some really cool pieces about things that you would never think you'd sing about. (laughs) Like what? Um, I have a I have a notated female orgasm. On paper. Yeah, so then I'm working on it's the Erwin Schulhoff. It's from the 1920s. Um, It was a really cool piece, but it is, it's basically just, it's a notated orgasm. And like, like literally, that's what he intended. Literally, that is what he intended. He was in a concentration camp, and that's one of the things that he missed. So, I bet. <laughs> right? So he wrote it down. And I'm like, all right, cool. Um, write this down. Yeah, write this down. This is going to be important. What yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't actually performed until I think 1993. Oh, wow. So wow. several years after his death. Porn was different back then. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh. You know what's funny? It's like you think about like those back in the day. Like, you, because when I don't know why it's me, but I just feel like back in the day, people were just like these benevolent people. Like existed and didn't didn't just like fuck everything that moved. Yeah, they fucked everything that moved. But yeah, then you. Why like, do you think it's now illegal to fuck a sheep? Like somebody back then did it. Like you know, somebody did it. Poor sheep. <laughs> Prayers for the sheep. Um, the well, like well, like in the twenties and stuff. I mean, like that was a raging time. Like yeah. people were like drinking, like alcohol became oh, yeah. illegal. Like soon the stock market. What. Who's that one guy who wrote um, Requiem, her, uh, her Requiem for a Dream? Um, oh, Herbert God. Shelby yeah, or something? I think. If you read any of those, and those are from like the 20s, I think, yes. or the 30s, probably. I don't know. See, I'm fucking everything up. It's just full <laughs> of debauchery and shit. So it's just like, I don't know why. I mean, have I, you read I, The Great Gatsby? No, I, I've seen the movie. <laughs> okay, you're pretty. No. Uh, no. <laughs> but yeah, in the book from the 20s, like, they, it was. But it's a fun time. Do you, guys, do you guys have that same, like, delusion? Yes. <laughs> that, yes. like, I, I don't know why. Like, it, it, it They just, all seem so sophisticated, and then, like, They do. Well, I think it's just because <laughs> sex was probably kept way more, like, because, like, there was debauchery, but it was probably Of course, kept, it was behind closed doors. Yeah. For sure. And then, like, you got, like, uh, like Madonna <laughs> coming out with her yeah. cone boobs and stuff. <laughs> right. And, which, which changed a lot of things, and I think that's amazing, too, because, it, like, it was sort of, like, why repress these sexual urges when it's just like a natural part of especially life. as part of you know being an artist and being a musician that's yeah that's 80 percent of our job is <laughs> it's just singing sexy. or playing about love or sex or <laughs> attraction and things like that you know that's, that's true that's, that's most of it the oldest story of, of oh books. yeah, yeah. <laughs> an unrequited love all that crap so um uh, we'll start with Aaron. What, is there uh, is there a uh, lineage of music in your family, or is it just you and uh, out there on an island alone? <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, um, not really. Yeah. No, my uh, I mean, my mom sang and stuff, but like not like professionally. She sang in like church choirs for fun and stuff like that. Um, 
my uh, my uncle uh, Clint is a drummer, and that's what sort of got me into it. Uh, he's an architect now, but still plays in, in bands and stuff in St. Louis. Um, and uh, yeah, so like when I was younger, I used to go over and sort of pound on his kit, and that got me kind of interested, and so I kept going. Yeah. And then you know after high school, I was like you know too dumb to do anything else so i was like i'll just uh i'll just keep pushing through all my music degrees yeah like i got good enough to do this other i I don't think other classes what it was you were bored other classes are like real classes and then music class you like go and sit there and and play drums all day so it was like you know it it made sense to me (laughs) yeah it's definitely a calling to put yourself through this Uh um well yeah because there's no money (laughs) (laughs) We we don't do it for that I had I had a conversation with a pretty successful family member of mine, and and um, he was telling me how he's going through a divorce right now, and he was just telling me he it wasn't like he was jealous or envy like, but it was almost envious of the life that because like me and my wife yeah. have been there very present for our son, and like we've been even though we're very busy people, and especially in California, we're just out, out of our fucking mind, crazy busy all the time always in motion and uh and, you know like he was talking about how he fucking makes all this money but like he didn't know his fucking kids yeah right and yeah. like he's like and now that he's going through this divorce his kids are like in college now he's like i'm the closest to my kids now that I've then you've ever been yeah and like i was like that sucks that it took you like a divorce mm-hmm. and like you know a lot. It, like, i hear that from a lot of our friends and they were like, you know, to have what you guys have, like we make our own schedules. We mm-hmm. wake up and do what we want to do every day. Exactly. Like later today, seeing that it's Black Friday, I'm, I'm working for four hours at White House Black Market. One, because I want to. Mm-hmm. And two, because like I get an 80% discount. So I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> you know, when was the last shift I worked? I don't know. I think it was like last black friday i work one or two shifts a year wow. so it's fun and when i told my sister that she was like wait you're voluntarily going to the mall on black friday i'm like here's the thing though it's because i want to i don't work by anybody else's schedules and that is really attractive to some of our friends who are like oh shit like i have to be in my office or in my classroom at eight o'clock in the morning or they're not, and, or they're and, doing things they don't want to do yeah miserable yeah right. yeah and like and and not to say that my uh, my uh, my family member is this miserable guy, just Argh. but he's a. Uh, uh, but you could tell it's not like he loves what he does. It's just there's more. Yeah, there's there's more probably shit. more inside of him that he wanted to do and didn't yeah. have and was afraid to do. Yeah, I, and I think he's kind of on the spectrum. Yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> hopefully he doesn't listen to this. Oh, he definitely does not listen to this. He does not. He is today. He. he, he like he, could, it, you can see him get bored talking to people real quick. He's an engineer, so like he just. Oh, okay, like, okay. So cool. he's like, his brain is definitely yeah. built for engineering. Yeah. Uh, maybe not so much emoting. So, <laughs> um, so that's fine. I, that's I, and cool. I love them, and uh, you know, people live their lives however they want. But right. no, you're absolutely right. Like, um, being able to wake up and like just make a stupid video because I feel like it and because I think it's funny right <laughs> right right and then like go play a show or something or right like, like and, to did, me, and that, to hang out with your kid and my son like I'm there yeah both of us are there. right and like, that's we're excellent not, when we look back in life I'm gonna be like no matter what happens between me and my wife it was like I know I was there for my son 100% mm-hmm. 100% 
and fucking and that's we gonna shape him to be an excellent human you know and that's better be whether he's crazy or not he's gonna sacrifices. be a good human that's right no well, but he'll be he'll be a good human because of that and that's yeah. important yeah i i believe that he's already shaping up to be awesome um what's your family lineage with music um i come from a long line of of musicians oh, beautiful. in fact like i tried not to be a musician because oh, i watched really? my dad hustle he was um, uh he was a singer performer beautiful musician wonderful actor and he was on stage and taught oh, for wow. my entire young life and where was this uh, North Carolina. I'm oh. from Banner Elk, North Carolina. Banner Elk. Banner Elk. Yep, Banner Elk, North Carolina. Um, but my parents moved down. <laughs> Did you down have there. the accent? Oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad because my parents were from the Midwest. Oh, okay, so there So, yes, but my neighbors and friends and everyone I grew up with and, you know, when I finally came to Toledo in the early 2000s, I did have to go to speech therapy for a long time to completely get rid of my accent. You went to speech therapy Mm -hmm. to get rid of that shit? I did. Is it because you were embarrassed by it? Um, I think the my studio (laughs) professor was embarrassed by it. So it was recommended that if I wanted to have a career and you know, it's not my accent does come out when I'm tired or drinking Drinking. Um, or when I'm home. Mm -hmm. But I have found that not having the accent does help me professionally. Oh, and also you have great diction. So I do great. have She still says goofy diction. stuff, like I, insurance. It is insurance. And insurance. Umbrella and Taco Bell. And you <laughs> can fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Okay, you see what I did there? You know, my, dad, my dad was a performer. My grandfather was an opera singer in Michigan. And I'm sure there are singers before that. My mother sings in a professional choir. Wow. She's a professor. Um so I come from a line of musicians, but I went to school very dignified, hey. hair flip. Right? <laughs> um, but I tried to to be a business major. Like I went to school, got um, most of a business degree before I really decided. Okay, I this is what I need to do. What? So what was the driving factor to deviate? I mean, because it seems like you were you obviously I was had miserable. Talent. Oh, oh, like to leave. To leave to business. leave music or well, to to not want to pursue music and to go into business. Yeah. Which... I watched my dad work oh. so hard and he was never home. Uh, and I know that he wanted to be. Right. But until we were out of the house, I mean he was busy all the time. Mm-hmm. And my parents got divorced when I was young, which is a very good thing. Um because oh. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't happy all the time. Yeah. Um but he had to work so hard, and I thought, God, I never want to work that hard. I can just sit in a corner office and tell people what to do and make money. Yeah. And I did that for a while, oh, okay. and I was miserable. Yeah, and then I yeah, and I went back to school and oh, so you like went all the way through with your business degree. Yeah. Holy shit! So like you you had a whole life. I had a whole life, a whole different life. And you went and you worked in your field, and what what exactly were you doing? I worked in commercial real estate. Okay. It was so much fun. I did. I did did all of the like creative stuff Uh behind the scenes. So I didn't sell commercial real estate, but I worked in the office. It was. It was fun, except that I didn't get to do anything that I wanted to do. Oh, you know, I didn't, yeah. I wasn't a part of a choir or anything. And then I went back to school. I think it was, it was my last semester of, of my business degree at UT. Oh, wow. And I started singing in the women's choir. And I was like, 
oh, screw you, business degree. <laughs> I'm a music major now. <laughs> and then I was instantly happy and, oh, wow. you know, finished on time. But <laughs> I met this guy. You were mm-hmm. such a jackass. You guys met still in am. college? You still are. <laughs> I just can tell. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we, we had our theory one together and stuff. Like, all of we our theories together. We took everything together. together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And <laughs> then started dating when we, were, when we started masters. our master's. Yeah, I yeah. started my master's at UT before I transferred. So we did a year yep. of our master's together there. Right on. Was it a year or just a semester? A year. I did a year there at UT. Huh. Did I? You did a year and a half. That's right. I'd finished in three semesters. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> I'm like, wait, did I? Yes, I did. <laughs> so you decide that, like, the job that you had that was kind of in maybe would have fit your degree a little bit. But you were just like, I can't do exactly what I want. I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, and I made, I mean, I made substantial money. Mm-hmm. And I just remember coming home and I'm like, I don't like any of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't because they were all like business people and yeah. I'm like oh my god you talk about boring fucking shit I don't care what the Dow is doing mm-hmm. and I really don't care you know what your paper filing organizational system looks like <laughs> like that's I'd really rather just get drunk <laughs> and I realized one morning I'm like oh this is not this is not the life I want to live what what was it about that morning do you remember like what what I mean was it um, like something that sort of was just like I I woke up and I realized that I had moved to Toledo, Ohio (laughs) for no reason. You know, I moved, I followed a guy here and I finished part of a degree that I thought I would like and I got a job I thought I liked and I woke up and I was living in a duplex and I thought, Why am I here? Because I, as a younger singer, like I sang with the, I I sang. Yeah. I had a, like a semi-professional career before I even went to college. Oh, wow. And I thought, well, that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't a waste. It really wasn't. I learned so much about myself and about managing a business. Yes, which is. Which is really helpful since we have a business. Right. And yeah. I met this guy. So you take care of all the finances, like you're, we, you're no. the number one. We do it together. Yeah, oh, we nice. do all this stuff together. I we, wish I could do that together. yeah, people. <laughs> my sister thinks that we're crazy because we have like a family meeting every Sunday. We talk about money. Nice. She was like, "Wait, you talking about money with your husband? Why would you do that?" I go, uh, well, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> That's "Why? Weird. Why wouldn't I? I mean, when you don't have any money." Right, it's easy to talk nothing about. Nothing to argue over. <laughs> See, there's nothing to argue over. She was like, I would never talk about <coughs> money like that with my husband. I'm like, is oh. She, is she like a stay-at-home mom? Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's like he takes care of that. Yeah, and, and she's really leave. good at that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's Wait, Which there's nothing wrong nothing with that. Wrong that's with beautiful. That. But I would blow my brains out. But <laughs> she, does a, she does a beautiful job. You know what? I, what's, what's, what's shitty about that kind of situation is, is like, and even my situation is that, like, you live in this world of, like, I just tend to this and that's mm-hmm. it. And then all of a sudden, because men die early, you have, like, this whole world, yeah. like, that you have no idea how to even attack. Like, mm-hmm. it happened to my mom, it happened to her sister. Yeah. I, I see it happen to all these people yeah. where it's like the husband kicks. He fucking takes all the knowledge of the finances. <laughs> <laughs> it happened you, to my grandmother. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Well, 
and that and that's why I'll kind of like sit in on it until my eyes start rolling <laughs> in the back of my head. Yeah. My wife loves that kind of shit, so it's like. Oh, I hate it. I wish we could barter and trade for everything we needed. <laughs> which, which my wife would agree with you completely. Yeah, money like, is so stupid. It is. It is, especially especially because there's like nothing that says that piece of paper is worth what it says right. on the piece of paper. Yeah. There's nothing, nothing behind that. Nothing behind that. <laughs> other all. than the belief of the American people. <laughs> right. So, that is true. That, but man, yeah. if you will come in and sweep my floors and dust my house, yeah, that's worth two lessons to me. Which is, yeah. And, and that's how some of my students pay for that. their lessons. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you do that. Because let's be honest, I don't do dishes. He does dishes. <laughs> and when he left town for a month this summer, I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? So at one point, I'm throwing away dishes. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. This is stupid. I have students. Who know how to do dishes and who can't quite afford my hourly rate. So we, I made it work. Do you, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm totally, I do that too, though. Like I hate it. I hate dishes. Well, if, if there's something in the fridge that's been sitting in there, oh, yeah, I I'll just throw it. No, yeah, I'll just I'm throw the thing away. This fucking thing. That, <laughs> that, that $20 Tupperware. Yeah, I'm tattling on myself now because just a few days ago he was like, hey, why are we out of Tupperware? I don't know. <laughs> Clearly not in my office, <laughs> in the trash can. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Don't even look at me oh, like that. Aaron gave like <laughs> the old married couple. <laughs> I've I feel like I should go stand in the corner now. I'm like, oh. I'm sorry. Honey. There's a lot of coffee cups in there too. In my she office? Hold, yeah, she oh, no, I'm not going to. Coffee cups with like rotten milk in them. Mm. Yeah, well, it's not milk anymore. It's coconut oil that, coconut oil. that hardens. And so oh, as yeah. soon as the coffee gets cold, the coconut oil will raise to the top and harden into a disc. I love, yeah, yeah, totally. I'm completely familiar you with coconut that. oil and coffee. Yeah, and how that what works. What was your reasoning? Um, uh, I can't have dairy. Mm, so mm, I am allergic to casein protein. Ah. Okay, so, so and you wanted that slow burn effect? Is that I what did. you're doing? Okay, yeah. okay. Like, and I, I really like, well, I love a, a good coconut milk and coconut oil latte. But he'll walk into my office, and I don't know if you can see it. Well, no, I shut the door, but like on top of the piano, I think there are four coffee cups, half filled with some sort of liquid, and I'm sure some of it is growing mold. And <laughs> I don't care. It's like, it's just gonna stay there until he comes. Well, and here's my thing, I'm like, <laughs> you're the dumbass that agreed to do the dishes. hey <laughs> I'm the same, I'm house bitch too, so I'm not. I don't mind doing dishes. So. I yeah, me neither, it's like, it's like a zen moment. It's turned into like a moment for me. Yeah. Like, I'll have like an earbud in, and listen mm -hmm. to like audiobook, or a podcast. Okay. Yeah. And like it'll be zen, and I'll clean the kitchen. I like cleaning the bathroom. Hmm. Okay. Because like I really want that room to be clean. Ah, I understand. And I know that he's not gonna do it, so we kind of made oh, that trade. Well, that's fair. You do the dishes, I'll clean the bathroom. Look at that. Yeah, dishes are relaxing. Throw on some, throw on Pandora. Yep. Takes like ten minutes, you know. Yeah. You just zone out a little bit. Yeah, you got a time to just for yourself. Yeah. I don't understand that, but I can appreciate that. <laughs> but that's how that's how I feel when like I'm cleaning the floors mm -hmm. or folding laundry. Yeah. Things like that. Like I do those I enjoy that. And I do enjoy cleaning the bathroom, which is strange. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can understand that, especially you're a lady. I am a lady. And ladies don't like piss. No. All about <laughs> Spe speaking like of that, I just everywhere. have to share when 
I went to Aaron's apartment for the first time. And I moved in with him shortly after that. I just remember he went to work or he went to class one morning. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to attack this freaking bathroom. And I don't think it had ever been cleaned. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> was, it, um, was it? Was he solo or was he? Yeah, no, no, he was. He was no, in an was, apartment. Yeah, apartment. yeah, he was alone. Yeah. And it was disgusting. Oh nice. And I will it was never. Organized. It just wasn't clean. It was just like. <laughs> but dudes are like that though. There's like as long as I can there find my toothbrush. There was so much soap scum. <laughs> like I don't know how many. I'm far more organized than she is, but oh I yeah, I just don't like very, dust very or anything. Organized. Oh extremely organized i have organized chaos oh. and i know where everything is but when you touch it and put it in a stack all of a sudden i'm like are you cleaning my shit you are actively <laughs> working against me that that is it you are actively working against me <laughs> cleaning up my shit That's stop right. it I'm fucking away. And my wife's the same way. She's like, you know, I put places, I put things places. You guys fucking move it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what the fuck I do. I don't sleep at night. I just need to go for a fucking float. Yeah. Floats. Um, the. I love yeah. that. I want to do that. You should. You should. It's I don't know awesome. where to go to do that. Perrysburg has one. It's called. Uh, if you just put like float tank Perrysburg, it'll pop okay. right up. Okay. Okay. Do you know what this is, Aaron? No. It's a sensory deprivation. I'll say I have a, a, a vague idea. idea. Yeah. I mean, sensory deprivation float tank. I didn't think she was getting on a float in a parade or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just, mean, I mean, <laughs> I just need to be thing. on a float. <laughs> you know me enough to know that that is also a Zen moment for me. If I can just stand and have people like look at me. You can just wave down wonderfully. You do. Like, this is... <laughs> I do. I am Southern. There you go. After all. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Um, my tiara is right behind you, in fact. Oh, did you have, like, the whole, um, the girl I did, the debutante thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I, I it was very fun. The debutante. debutante. Yeah. Took etiquette classes. Oh, my God. Zola, I know how to set, like, a 12-piece dinner table. Wow. Mm-hmm. I know what fork to use. <laughs> For it's every It's worth noting we only have uh, four only seats have, at our table. Yeah, we well, three <laughs> right now because the mirror on yeah. the wall. That's like, true, We yeah. only have three <laughs> So that's that's come in really helpful. It really the has. setting 12 into piece my, tables. Absolutely. Because yeah. I'm a fucking lady. <laughs> goddamn right. I eat french fries with a fork and knife, goddammit. You know, like, I, if they're like chili fries, you have almost Well, to. you almost have to, yeah. unless you're a guy, I feel like. Unless you're a guy. <laughs> you, know, you can get your fingers dirty. I cannot. I went. Uh, it drives me crazy. I, when I was in California and I met my wife and we were just dating, she, um. Uh, mine was, I lived with guys, so, like, my house was relatively clean for a guy. So it was dirty as shit. It was it's fine. gross. It it's was fine. gross. There was definitely gross, and my wife was just like, I don't want to touch anything, but, yeah. like, it's not <laughs> as bad as some places she's been. So, but except like for Like, prison? Was she in prison? And what time was that? <laughs> if you knew her life, you might... It, it wasn't like that's really not far-fetched. She was kind of like she was kind of imprisoned in like a, a like a den of like wild animals, and she awesome. was like the one little lamb who was just like trying to <laughs> not. Um, what does she have? What is she sil- running around? Sil- with? Okay, She's so like, eat that, Bella. <laughs> I love it. God. It's slobbery. Mm. Uh, but she uh, she so I went. I was coming here to visit for a weekend or some shit. And she decided that I was like, I'm going to go clean his laundry, which was 
Oh, don't do a that. A pile in the corner the size of, like, a human being. Like, yeah, and I'm sure it was, like, crusty. Oh, yeah. It, and like There was uh, some kind of wet in oh, the middle. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. She said, she said that she got a violent uh, uh, allergy attack. Oh, I'm sure. And she's just like, <sighs> like this. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, like, it was so great. I mean, I remember how gross I was. I would, like, wear a pair of jeans until they started to stink so bad, and then I would turn them inside out. Spray Febreze on the inside, <laughs> let them sons of bitches dry, and fucking head out, on. and just yeah. have the time of my life. Uh, but um, my wow. wife was, she said she spent like $40, and and like it was just like linens, and underwear, and like things I forgot I even had. Like and, socks? Yeah. Without I mean, like, holes? I lived three blocks from the beach. I was, oh, I yeah, so you're a dirty socks. motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I don't give a fuck. I walked to the liquor store in my bare feet. Okay. I'm doing my thing. Um, yeah, so like she, it. you know, that's love. That's love. That is love. <laughs> you, that you is love. You scrape this. Yes. The, the, the John Cock. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. she went, you know, it, it, that's, that's when you know someone loves you because they will touch the dirtiest parts yep. of like your house <laughs> or your body or like whatever it is. That, that's, that's not Soap some is just soap, right? So it's clean. But it's also. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I got Dr. nothing. So I, I got, yeah, I've, I'm I a doctor, nothing. so I, I know yeah, what I'm, I'm a doctor. <laughs> where, where do you hang your doctor? Uh, it was hanging in my office in the basement, but it wall. fell off the wall recently. And so I'm, now it's behind some shelves. It is to, like it's, it's too lazy somewhere. to hang it back up. So <laughs> he hangs it in his heart. It's right my five hundred thousand dollar piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, it's this big. It's the size of like a postcard. Like it's the smallest. <laughs> like the, the the higher your degrees get, the smaller oh, your so actual cool. diploma gets. So mine's gonna be like a postage stamp. <laughs> I have to read it with eye or like a magnifying glass <laughs> so so you guys uh, so I, I was just curious because you said you had like a semi-professional career before you even yeah. went to college what like what did that entail um i sang with carolina opera for a mm. while um and i like had paying singing gigs yeah yeah that's and and yeah and i mean i was a kid but my dad i mean i was kind of a show pony for my parents, I feel like that's horrible, but and I love them for that. Yeah. But sometimes it, it was frustrating. Sure. But anytime there would be like a gathering of friends mm -hmm. or an event, they were like, go. "Hey, go <laughs> sing!" Because this, and I'm like, Bleh. "Do okay. it, okay." You're on. You're yeah. On. What I wanted to be was a violinist and a mathematician. Those were like the things I wanted to do. I love math. Okay. I still love math. So cool. But then I got to know all of like my my math elite friends, and we would do like math the math Olympiad, and it was so much fun. And I thought y'all are fucking weird, <laughs> and I'm not that weird. Like I'm a different kind of weird. I'm right. a different kind of creative, but I don't sit at home and like formulate functions. Like I don't yeah. do that. <laughs> I analyze music in my brain. Those are the things that I do. Those are the which is a things. kind of math. Yeah, you, of course it is. You know, so like it, you kind of are touching on like the whole spectrum of your yeah. interests with yeah. music and creativity. And I like when when we go out with our music friends or our non-music friends to a bar or whatever, and we make music jokes and music theory jokes, and they're all like, "What's wrong with you?" And we're having a blast. We're like, "Oh, we are we are music nerds." Civilians, they don't get it. Peasants, <laughs> Roman numeral peasants. analysis. Peasants. <laughs> Roman numeral analysis of pop tunes. Yes. You know, like four, five, five seven. seven. <laughs> Ooh, six, five. What is that, man? Oh, two, one? That's amazing. Well, and 
it's funny because because um, there's like the very educated doctors of music, and then there's the scumbags like me who just sort of slid in under the radar, <laughs> like, barely know enough theory to play a fucking working cover band. Uh, I can play guitar kind of, so my wife employs me, but. Other than that, that's you're just normal. like, oh, that's cool. Ha, 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 music theory jokes. <laughs> yeah, right. But um, often I have found that those musicians who think that they're like just slid into play because they like it, they actually know a whole lot of theory that I wouldn't think about knowing because I can read what's on the page. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But if you ask me to just hear something, there are times where I'm like, I don't fucking know what that was because I'm not listening. Right, right. So, but I can read anything that's on a page. So I think that that, that like what you can do and what some of our other friends can do is really cool because those are not skills that I need well, to have or needed to have. Well, like I, I think, I think what I'm talking about is like an improv side of it and like being able to like listen to things by ear and pick it yeah, out. So I, I love that. Um, but, um, I think there is like uh, uh, the, I think it, the right choice if if I was gonna give suggestion to anybody is to learn your shit and then <laughs> and then and then go do that. fuck around yeah. with like yeah. sliding in under the radar because because there's nothing sliding better sliding under the radar but with a degree exactly. right like boom bitch, yeah I know you what you're think I'm about. a moron I got a master's in theory boom I made twelve thousand dollars last year what's up <laughs> you know well, God what? you got ten thousand on us that's <laughs> Well, I mean, after write-offs and shit. Like oh, yeah, it's like $2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I made like, two, yeah, exactly, 50 cents last year. 17 and a quarter cents now last year. Now I need year. my $5,000 tax return. Thank that's you. right. Thank you very but, much. But that's, but that's um, when you're talking about your business degree in music, it's like a lot of people skip that part of the yeah. music business. It's like, yeah. I got all the music. Right. <laughs> but there's no there's business. No, yeah, no yeah. idea how to But I'm going to spend all my money on wine and weed. And do I need to save any of it for tomorrow? No. no. But I mean, like, but knowing, but like, when 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 I said like fucking write off the shit, you knew exactly what I was saying. Oh yeah, we wrote off. You guys are a business, right? right. Yeah. Like, you guys, yeah. Do you guys do LLC or? Do you yeah, we're yeah, an LLC. LLC. Okay, nice. Uh, I, what's the? I think we're just proprietor or whatever. What do you Sole proprietor. Sole proprietor. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There Eventually, you go. we'll be an S corp, but that'll that'll <laughs> take a while. Oh. That'll take us hiring some more people to clean our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Hire music teachers to come in and clean. There you go. That's like that's like the feeling of superiority right there. It's yes. Like, mm, clean bitches. You can make music jokes that they'll get, but they're still scrubbing your toilet. That's right. But if you say them in German, they don't understand. I'm like, fuck you. Do you, can you speak fluently, or is it... I used to be able to, and I'm getting back to it. Oh, um, yeah. which which language? German. 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 And you said you mentioned you oh well french italian and just german cause just because we have to know yeah. them yeah. you know we, th those are the things that we have to be able to <laughs> function in did you did you ever do like um when you guys were first dating did you ever like did you break out the opera and then like, well we are like we, we knew each other so well when we started oh, yeah, dating he'd already watched yeah we were in school together four or five yeah. years already yeah. at that point my wife she got me she started singing italian opera and i was just like 
it's over. I guess this is my life now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Like, like, I'm done. That's, I'm, like, I'm in there. I'm in like, it to win I, it now. I think we took, like, ecstasy, and she was singing, or it might be the day after <laughs> nice. or something. We had, like, this beautiful experience, and, like, you know, and then, like, she was singing to me, and the morning sunshine was oh, that's a, going we're, through her hair. We're and, not like, that nice to each other. <laughs> well, we're not nice no, to yeah. each other anymore. What, no, I don't know that we ever were. Oh. What I, what no we but we we are I mean he's my best friend but what I'll do is get really close to his ear and sing the highest note I can for as long as I can but not until like he wakes up no but oh. like super quiet until he wakes up yeah he's <laughs> <laughs> just like <laughs> and then he wakes up and I'm like what's wrong did you hear that <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> What what is your guys' act? I, I, Aaron explained it to me briefly one night after he took me somewhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that leads to a whole lot of questions. It, was just, <laughs> no, it, it, was it wasn't a, anywhere. I just I just kicked him out somewhere on the side yeah, of the okay. road. Yeah, like on in a field. I get it. I yeah, understand. Like, this is your stuff. Take your Here's keyboard your and get out. Like, I don't care. Pounce, <laughs> bitch. Right. Um, but he said it was like in the classical realm, and so I was just yeah. So we have. Um, we do voice and percussion duo stuff that we have uh, composers write new music for us, um, usually in sort of like contemporary classical. So, you know, living composers writing sort of mm. more uh, contemporary music, kind not, of things. you know, not Beethoven, Mozart kind of stuff. Right. A little, they, they sort of mess around with different ideas and mm. different tonalities mm. and things like yeah. that. Um, and they extend the classical functional tonality. So where you think about those chords that you play a lot of. Yeah, yeah. my triads. That's right, those triads, you know, add add sevens and nines and make them fully diminished all the time. Mm. Um, So it's just a different color, a different language, tonal language there. Some of it's really fun, some of it's very ethereal and aleatoric, but. Yeah, we try and and mix in, um, like we'll do some like Argentinian folk songs or something. We try and mix in so it's not, if you go to a concert of ours, it's not just like an overwhelming amount of like high intellectual music, you know, where you can, there are pieces that you can just sort of sit back and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. We do, we do an awful lot of that, but one of my favorite pieces that we did was that 200 uses for a paperclip that was was, very out there musically, but so hilarious. Yeah. Written by our friend, Jason Palmara, uh, who's in, um, where is he? Indiana, Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Now, yeah, but um, his three year old helped him come up with all of the things you could do with a paperclip. It was based on this, um, it was a study that was done that said like adults can only come up with you know like a maximum of 20 you know uses, uses for a paperclip, paper and but children can come up with, with 200 or more, uh, on average. So, um, he he sort of wrote down all of like his ideas and his kids' ideas for like what you could do with a paperclip, and so she yeah. was like singing about things that you could do. Yes. Um, and then and occasionally, <clears throat> my part and I had, had a lot of like your drum um, set, right? Or is that it was it was mixed? Drum. But uh, I can't remember. I had like a symbol that I had to make like a sizzle symbol by hanging a bunch of paperclips off yeah. of it, mm. and we had a shaker that was a water Only bottle full of paperclips. Paper so. And then oh. periodically throughout the piece, I would just sprinkle them into the audience, and then at the end, I threw a bunch of them like on the the toms and on the snare oh. drum and it was it was really fun oh. yeah it was a cool <laughs> piece fun. i'm like yeah that that's weird yeah, yeah yeah but at the end people are like man that piece was just so cool that yeah. was so much fun and you're like yeah yeah it was 
Yeah, because it's not like it's not like because you're doing avant-garde stuff, it has to be this super serious, stuffy right. ass fucking like take myself too serious. Right. Yeah, and I think thing. that's what people think it is because it's hard to listen to him. Like nine times out of ten, these composers were like, "Let's have some fun," mm-hmm. and found these things by accident. Yeah. Steve Reich fell into phasing on accident mm. in the '60s. He oh. recorded a preacher talking with two two of the same type of tape players in like 61 or 62 or something like that. And he was playing them at the same time and they started phasing because the timing wasn't the same. Yeah. And he was like, oh, that's my sound. That's, nice. that's what I do. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of fun to, to have fun together and to work together. Yeah, we get to work with a lot of cool composers and stuff. Um, usually uh, we, tend to, we tend to get... Uh, composers who are you know still in school or recently out of school uh or friends of ours to write stuff and uh yeah it's fun to work with them and like come up with ideas and, and that kind of stuff and, and make awesome. their pieces come to life too yeah so. for sure yeah the now do you guys uh how is your dynamic like working together do you guys uh, are you guys very uh, do you guys compliment each other or do you guys like sometimes are against like don't agree on stuff like how does that you mean musically or personally musically personally that's your business (laughs) (laughs) musically is your business too but um but i i I, i'm just curious because please no yeah when we i mean when we rehearse we go uh we so my basement or my office is in the basement uh, and that's where we usually rehearse Mm because it's got all my drums and vibes and all that stuff Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah it's usually you know we go down there with a specific task and and we may disagree on the way something should be done or whatever, but we're both, we look at it professionally and not as like a married couple arguing about it. You yeah. Know? Um, <clears throat> and sort of we weigh benefits and, you know, negative sides to everything and then just, and then come to a, an agreement. Um, but then the biggest thing for us is like, once we, once we start making our way back up the stairs, that's, that's the end of that rehearsal. There's no yeah. more discussing. We're not, yeah, we're we're not, not. going to talk about. Yeah, we're the, really good at the separating music. the personal from oh, from the business, which I thought at first I was nervous about, and then I'm like, no, because we were both professionals mm. when we started hanging out as friends, and then dating, and then married. So it's it's relatively easy. So it's not like, you know, like we don't like wake up in the morning and she's like, are you going to practice your part today or anything like that? Oh, you got a few hours for you. Maybe you should play some vibraphone, you know, like everything like that. I mean, I don't say those things. Right, yeah. (laughs) And he's probably thinking as I'm down there trying to plunk up my part while he's playing, he was like, you could fucking learn your line, bitch. But he would never say that because he know, like we know we have to be married afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's a lot. I mean, there's there's this. that. Yeah. There's that. It's not like a band who has an like a big implosion right. and then fucking gets to go home and rant to their wives right, about yeah. how awful the other person's people are. Um, I, man, I wish I had that. I really do because I I'm well I'm fucking I have the maturity of a twelve year old. No, like it's weird because I I got sober and like five years ago. And all of a sudden, all that shit that I was avoiding and running away from all, like, bubbled up. Right. And it just turned me into, like, this, like, angry, like, 12-year-old who's, like, trying to still figure out life. Instead of figuring out life through my 20s, I waited till I was 30 to get sober and then start figuring out my life. So now I'm, like, now I'm like maybe a 13 or 14-year-old. <laughs> That's good. But, 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 no, 
it, it got to the point where like me and my wife because we write together and we make music together we actually got an album coming out soon That's so awesome. it's like um but we learned that we had to separate like us because of me <laughs> because <laughs> i can't fucking we I have can't. to have that conversation well because we'll be like with the band and all of a sudden we're a married couple and I'm just like, I, I don't do think that. that should be no. It is like, well, you shouldn't have fucking did that this morning, then maybe we would have <laughs> Right. If you would have just washed the dishes like you said, I wouldn't be shitting on my part right now. <laughs> you know? I could have practiced. Right. And, and so like we learned very early on is like, okay, uh, let's just put you over here, you write and you you know, come up with fun things to mm-hmm. do, and then I'll just be over here directing the band making sure. Yeah. Record I was left out of the recording process, not because I, not because of my abilities, but because of my fourteen-year-old disposition. That's <laughs> no, that's. So, so, well, and I know, but we learned because it's like, like you said, you have to be married afterwards. Yeah, you have right, to be married. Yeah. And it you, would be really fun to come home after a session and like bitch to you about my like drummer, to, to bitch to you about my percussionist. <laughs> Like, let me tell you about my percussion. Let me tell you about this fucking guy. Like, <laughs> God. He said, rushes we've... everything. You'd be like, yeah, <laughs> shit. Oh, oh, shit. That's a real shit right there. <laughs> he thinks and he's a doctor. I know. He thinks he's all that. <laughs> uh, no, it's... Uh... <laughs> we yeah. should experiment with that. Just once. Let's just see if we survive. We also... We also um, because we've been... We've both been doing it for so long and both been professional musicians so, so long, long. We, we come at it really professionally too yeah. where it's like yeah. we don't it's it's pretty rare that we that we go in not knowing our part yeah. and if right. we do then the other person isn't fully aware of that you know what i mean it's <laughs> yeah, like we, it's like absolutely. oh let's try and sight read through this or something yeah. it's not like we don't the, go down like yeah that's normally oh yeah no i totally so. worked on it <laughs> and then like fake my way through it yeah. you know it's yeah. like if i if if we're gonna try something for the first time, then we'll we sight read both through it, know. And, and we yeah, both we know both know. That and there are lots of times well. that I'm speaking through rhythms, and he <laughs> he'll be at the vibraphone, and he'll be like, "Lots of notes there," but at least we know. Right. Yeah. We do come into it very honestly. But then when we're when we're actually working towards a performance or whatever, we're we're coming in, you know, knowing, knowing our, our part, part, or we yeah. or we isolate a very small section. We're gonna go, we're just gonna hit this right. part really hard, and so we, we work on that, and that helps too. So you that know. is not to say that there are mornings where we have a rehearsal scheduled with each other because we do schedule them. They're on our iCal. That's not to say that we won't sit on the couch watching Frasier on iTunes or on Netflix and be like, do you just want to push this? To <laughs> yeah, you do. All right, let's break out the gin. Yeah. Like, let's... yeah it's so we are we are people. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely humans at the same time. So not only are we doctors. That's right. We we're doctors, people. professional musicians, and people who enjoy Netflix and alcohol. <laughs> and we do. I don't. I don't see a problem with that. No, I mean, like it. You're, it looks like you're getting shit done. Yeah, we're so. supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually. Um, I have several students that I teach Saturday and Sunday because that's. I mean, that's an easy time to make several hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, but this weekend, I'm moving all of my students, like canceling them all so I can get the edits done for my dissertation. Oh, wow. Um, and I feel bad about that because I'm like, oh, like I love my students and oh. I want to see you. But at the same time, that's more, much more important. Right. So having well, to you're... negotiate like who gets my time yeah. as a musician, teacher, and wife and I think he would say the same thing as being a musician, teacher, and husband. It's really hard to figure out who gets my time today. Yeah. Because it's never me. 
Like, and I think he feels that way too. Like I'm never the one that gets my time. Yeah. Like it, it, we give our time to other people all the time. So yesterday we actually got time oh, for well, ourselves. Well, full day off. Yeah. A full day off. Yeah. First I was one my... since, for me, it was the first one since mid August. Wow. Yeah. That's first the full day first off. full day off we've <laughs> oh, had. And we didn't spend it together. He was on the couch having an excellent day and I'm so happy for that. I was in my office editing. Oh. <laughs> Which was fun. I mean, I enjoy that because it has to get done. Yeah. December 15th. That's that's my next, that's the day that I will, I, one, I'll be with my entire family, so I will be safe in Iowa City, and I will be so trashed all day. <laughs> oh, that's your next day off. That's my next day off. Wow. It's the day after graduation. I will be obliterated. Well, <laughs> well that's also, uh, that's also like um, musician's life. It's like you're not really, there's... Or, or, or even a, a business owner. Right. If you want to like yeah. back up even further, it's like you're not really off. You're just trying to put out fires. Right. And, right. Even when it's supposed to be your day off. Or you're, you're doing paperwork. Doing yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like even on days that you think you're having off, like you might just like be running over something. You know, like it's yeah, just. Yeah, or like, oh, I need to go to Office Max to do this, which turns into going to somewhere else to do this, which turns into, oh, we need to call the accountant, mm -hmm. which turns into business lunch out because we don't have time to cook. Those days, yeah, those yeah. days get away from you. Yeah. Quickly. And then, yeah. The, and my biggest thing is like communicating on the phone is like, it's it. like, uh, it's my day off, but I'm going to be talking about mm -hmm. work in the future. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Booking All gigs and stuff yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They're not really days off. They're just hustle behind the scene days. Yeah. That's and maybe basically you're going to watch Frasier and drink gin while you're doing it. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> we do. I do have a sick obsession with Frasier. Oh, it's a good show. And that's my dad. Like, oh. my dad is Fraser Crane. Wow. Yeah, but musician Fraser. But a musician Fraser Crane. Fraser's a musician. He sings, right? Yeah, he sings. He does, huh? does the jazz But he stuff, looks yeah. like my dad, and he sounds like my dad, and he acts like my dad. Oh. My dad's name is James Taylor. Ooh. And he, yeah, and I'm like, not the James Taylor, well, but he was my the James Taylor. Yeah. He's a pretty cool dude. We wouldn't be sitting here talking to you if her dad was the real James Taylor. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'd, we'd see you on the side of the road and give you some money. Yeah. You mind James saying a couple words into this microphone? <laughs> sure. That is a stick, sir. <laughs> Here's $5. That is your penis. I'm not your talking penis. to that anymore. We did that yesterday. <laughs> that was yesterday. Um, no, but it's, it, yeah. Life is good. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's beautiful. And it's beautiful that, like, it's 10 o'clock in the morning on a Friday, and, like, fucking we're here having And coffee. we're hanging out. Yeah, talking yeah. into a microphone. And like, it's, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I kind of forgot that the microphone That's good, was here. which I'm glad. And, but, I mean, we're chatting. Like, yeah, this is great. Coffee talk. Coffee talk. It's gonna be the most the most interested your your listeners have ever been. Like, oh, I'd love to hear about their views on nothing related to music. No, <laughs> nothing. Well, I think I think the great thing about we do have musical views. We have musical tastes. We just have to talk about it. We just have to talk. Well, yeah, another hour. Let's fucking talk, talk about it. Let's do it. Babe, will you bring me some more water? Besides <laughs> classical and contemporary classical, hmm. what, where else do you delve into? Well, that's interesting because my students ask me, what do you listen to? What kind of music do you listen to? Well, I'm a musician, so silence is kind of like where I go. I don't really okay. – it's not that I don't like music, but I'm music all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my, like, gangster rap is, what, is where I go. I'm not even kidding. Okay. It is – it's so poetic and so politically charged, mm. and I love it. Yeah. What I – 
hate about most West Coast gangster rap is that it is still so relevant. Mm. And that breaks my heart because I'm, I'm a middle class white girl. I, I have some power to make some changes, yeah. but I'm not a guy. And I'm like, I, how much power do I really have? And then I taught this class over the summer, the history of popular music in America. Mm. And what do we talk about? Basically, black culture from minstrelsy to now. Mm -hmm. And how skewed the, the financial gain is mm -hmm. for that community versus the white community who basically steals a lot of this music. Right. So it was really cool for me. I walked in my classroom. I'm the only white girl. Like, I'm the only white kid there. I'm like... <laughs> Oh fuck! I have to, uh, so I have to say, like, I have to say the N word several times because it's part of quotes. Right. I'm sweating bullets. Yeah, yeah. And like, I want to throw up. Yeah. But after these classes, the kids come up to me and they're like, "You're the coolest white girl we know. Like, you're <laughs> legitimately just talking to us about music. Right. And in a, in a very, very understanding, cool way. And I'm like, all right, cool. Done. But that's, yeah, those, those are the, like, I enjoy jazz and I enjoy gangster rap, and those are the things I like to talk to my students about. With, with gangster rap, you said that West Coast gangster rap is still very relevant. Absolutely. And are you referring to, like, the misogyny of it and the violence? Like, what were you trying to... Um, I, I the, kind of, the race relations. The race relations. Okay. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, NWA's Fuck the Police. That is still so relevant today, yeah. and that's from what eighty nine. Oh, you're talking about relevance as in social. Social oh, relevance, yes. Yeah. Like, Socially like, relevant. I, oh, relevance as a music? No, it's always going to be relevant as a music. But well, well, no, I'm saying you're just saying socially relevant. Socially and relevant. I was like, what? What? I thought you were talking like there's just like certain parts of it that you don't like, like the misogyny. Oh no, give me like all that. the misogyny. That's fine. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> You bring, know, bring bitches up. and hoes is that's where I I don't know why. No, 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 I get that and I appreciate that that thought. No, that doesn't even register for me normally because yeah. it's I mean it's what is she doing? <laughs> but it's the way that um I mean it's the way that this culture talks to each other. Mm. Who am I to judge? Yeah. You know? Well, I'm sure you don't want your students to be like, hey, bitch, uh, what's up with NWA? No, because I'd be like, cunt, you, know? you just failed the class. Get out. <laughs> it's like, later, bitch. <laughs> later, bitch. Bounce, bitch. Uh, Bye. Right. Uh, well, that's really interesting is that, um, that, that you're able to go into a class and, like, be, like, sweating your... Oh, my God, like, it was terrifying. Then be able to have them on your side at the end. Yeah. Uh, that that says a lot to your teaching methods and yeah. like how you communicate with people. Thanks. Uh, what, I've been reading a lot about communication lately, so like very cool. You can read <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. It's mostly audio books. So okay, cool. No, that's fine. That's fine. Don't, don't get it wrong. I'm all not right, sitting I've, there I've in a book. Really exciting. Oh, all right. Please get that shit out of it's my an face. A book. I do okay. not have time to sit and read. I love washing the dishes. Exactly. Yeah. I can wash dishes, wash my house. I can I can be house bitch and, and listen, listen to books it. and I stuff. Get it. So uh, it's easier. It's not that I don't like reading. I do. I love, love to read. I just don't have time. Exactly. It's like I don't have time to sit there and open a book and just be in this moment reading a book. Oh my god, that's like that's porn right there for me. <laughs> like that. Just sitting there in a moment yeah. of silence just and, and reading a book or a magazine. Yeah. Anytime I start, I'm just like, I should be doing a lot of other things yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's like yeah. the guilt of being like an artist. It's like, yeah. I could be like creating. Yeah, I could be uh, playing something right now instead of sitting here on the couch. That's me with sleep. So 
what do you attribute like that kind of communication skills to? Like, where where does that come from for you? Wow. Well, both my parents were educators. They are both mm-hmm. professors. Okay. And watching them talk to their younger students was always something I admired, especially with my mother. Mm-hmm. And the way she understands the cultures that come behind, or, you know, cultures and decades and generations that come behind her. Yeah. Because she, she teaches birth through kindergarten teachers how to teach. Oh, wow. She's so cool. Okay. Like, the things that she does are, are absolutely amazing. And the things that she teaches her students, and I... Um, Often when I was a teenager, I would be misunderstood because I wasn't using the right words or I wasn't expressing myself correctly. And then I was like, well, I'm just going to start saying what I need Hmm. and being honest with the people that are taking care of me and the people that I associate with all day long. True. Yeah. Instead of going the long way around it, let's just cut through the path. Yeah, let's just cut through the shit and be like, this is what I need. So what happened was I went to church. This was several years ago, but I went to church and there was a little girl who stayed into the ser- in the sermon. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the sermon, she starts crying and you can see her parents like shushing her and she's like, I want cheese. <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah, I want cheese. It's, it's fucking early. I want cheese. Yeah, it is How early. How much cheese is too much cheese? Never. Any, <laughs> any amount. Any amount of cheese, any amount before, of cheese a before a date Sorry. is too much always cheese. Always sunny really. quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Do love always sunny. Um... But yeah, after I saw that, I was like, and my dad is now a preacher. Oh. And I thought, that little girl is probably five years old, and she knows in this moment exactly what she wants. Mm -hmm. And I'm 29, and I have no clue at all. I think I like cheese, but maybe I want sausage. I I don't know. Like, maybe I want a pizza. But it was just kind of this moment for me where I thought, oh, this is is not what I want. Yeah. I, want, I, want I want these things and then I began asking for them yeah and now we're married <laughs> so did you propose to him that- no uh, we actually set the date of our wedding before he proposed we've been engaged yesterday was eight years to the date that he proposed and we were married seven weeks later oh so. nice was it was it because open enrollment was about to end or something like that no <laughs> well kind of I mean I'm just joking. No, but for insurance. Well, oh, I was a I mean, TA. I had great health yeah, insurance. Yeah, he had at excellent the insurance, and that was sort of like we were going like, to get married anyway. Yeah, but I had to have like one. Uh, I had to have a procedure. I'm like, you have killer insurance at this like, research on one that. university. Yeah, I need to be on that. I need to be on that shit. So we, yeah, it was great. Oh, I only say that because I have a friend who's kind of getting married for insurance. So um, <laughs> you know what? It's it's fabulous. Do you know it. What? She, Do she's it. She's forty and Do it. She's fucking and she's with this dude and you know he's not going anywhere. Right. Do it. <laughs> Marry for insurance. It's perfectly fine. I told I, I told, I'm a I huge like, proponent a of that. Terrible reason, but not really. If, if you happy, like the person exactly, and yeah. if you can she's tolerate like, I them. I like them. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what she said. Right. That's fucked up. I can tolerate him. I can like, tolerate I like him. him. I tolerate him. Yeah. Like he if has you're, great insurance. If you're friends at the end of the day and there's a benefit, there it is. who cares? I mean, no, my, I, my benefit is that I'm, like, disgustingly in love with Aaron. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's an annoying. It can be. But I am. Like, he's my best friend, but I also love him so much it hurts. Oh. I'm like, oh, after eight years, I still really like you. I think you're all right. Cool. I mean, like, that's really all I can ask for, right? 
But it, I mean, it is cool. It is nice to to get to almost eight years of marriage and be like, oh, like the business is still working. The duo is still working. We have three cats we haven't killed. <laughs> or yet. left them at Walmart. Thought which about was my it. My biggest fear with my son was leaving them at Walmart. I thought you were going to say your cat. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, just cat. don't take your cat to just Walmart, man. Well, you say that, but Calypso, the calico. <laughs> I took her to my office one day, unbeknownst to me, I have this big duffel bag that I would take to the TA office where oh. I was working at University of Iowa, and I pick up my bag of books and teaching stuff, and I'm like, that's awfully heavy today. <laughs> and I get, and it's the middle of fucking winter, and he's gone, he had moved. Where were you, Virginia? Virginia probably. Yeah, you'd already moved to Virginia, I was there for another year, half a year, whatever. Um, yeah, because it was right before I went to Germany. and. I get to my office and I unzip my bag and out she pops. I'm like, I don't have time to go home. I have to teach all day. It was like a 15 hour day. Oh wow. Yeah. So my office mates like made her a litter box and Aww. like we were giving her table scraps for food. She's totally fine. Dang. But yeah, like I, I would, I would take her anywhere. Yeah, that's awesome. Not to Walmart. Maybe to Walmart. <laughs> Goddamn right. No, I mean, oh, yeah. I take my dog. I mean, if I have to go to Walmart, somebody else better be miserable too. <laughs> I hate that place. The cultural center. Oh my god. Uh, okay, I want to try something, and I don't know if it's gonna work. There's two of you. I, I want to try this because. Um, okay, who wants to be the volunteer? Okay, it's not. It's not too weird, and you might learn a little something about yourself. Aaron can volunteer. Okay. Okay. So uh, it might be ruined. We might be able to do it with you, but okay, like, cool. Well, it might be ruined because it's kind of like as soon as you know what it is, it kind of like alters your answer. I'll forget. <laughs> and and if, if if you've done this before, please stop me. It's okay. Because like, this is pretty common. So, um, let me get my phone. I always fuck this up, so I have it written down here. <laughs> no, this is something new I've been trying. All right, so, cool. Um, okay. um, only because I read it in a book, and I wait. Think did, wait did you actually read it? No. <laughs> My wife. I, I read it in an audiobook. Right, I heard it in an audiobook. Hates that I say fucking. I read, I read. I read. I read that. Or she's like, "No, you didn't. You didn't read a fucking thing. You I absorbed this. That's yeah. a better. Okay. Yeah. I oh. learned. I learned it. I, well, you know Whatever. what? It's however the information gets in there. It's fucking. Uh, okay. So if you had to choose one quality in your life that made life worth living, um, what would it be? And this could be tangible and tangible. That's deep, man. Well, well, I've got an answer. We're getting to know you. You, yeah. you read some deep books. No, this is actually from The Game by Neil it's Strauss. actually from Cosmo. Okay, so... <laughs> no, it kind of is, because kinda Neil is. Strauss is a writer for, like, uh, uh, Rolling Stones yeah. and, like, the New York... Yep. And The Game was a book all about how um, pickup artists went in there. So oh, this is okay. from that, and okay. this is this is a pickup artist's way of kind of banging... The, like, yeah. like, getting that girl to come home with them. Okay. Okay. Great. So, so they question. Right. But it's so from, date my husband for a minute. It's well, fine. no, it, it's it, but it's interesting <laughs> because it teaches a little bit about you, and that's kind of what this show has become. That's like, cool. That's cool. Like showing people. All right, know. I'm not gonna think about. Oh, I'm gonna so, hit that, but I'm not gonna. That'll think sound about great my on answer. the recording. That's not sound. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, so, do you want me to repeat? That yeah, question? one more time. No problem. If you had to choose a quality in your life that made life worth living, uh, what would it be? And it can be tangible or intangible. This is tough. Um, I would say uh, just freedom. 
you know, freedom, freedom to, like we sort of talked about before, make my own schedule, spend time with Janet whenever I whenever I want, you know, for us to have that freedom uh, to be able to do what we want to do when we want to do it. And, and that's the that's what I enjoy most, you know, right now is, is being able to do yeah. what I want to do when I want to do it and, and so still about- being able to, to be su- relatively successful you know at the same time okay so let's say you guys had that freedom let's say you had the freedom to spend all the time you wanted together you had the money freedom and the (laughs) the, the, anything that brings the the freedom of what money brings right right right. Um, excuse me Uh, and uh, so you have that in your life and and so that gives you uh, so what does that make you feel what's the feeling that is associated with that thought of freedom Mm. I mean, for me, it would be stability. Stability. Yeah. So that we're not, I mean, God, as, as music majors in undergrad and math and in school, I mean, you're hustling all the time, just really and truly just to eat. Yeah. So for the first time in our lives as quasi adults, we're in a pretty decent place, mm-hmm. which means I'm taking off most of December. Mm-hmm from teaching and we're going to be okay and having that stability not having not waking up in the middle of the night thinking fuck insurance is due how are we get who are we going to borrow money from this year (laughs) you know that freedom that we can actually spend quality time with the people we want to spend quality time with and not have to worry that, well, I can't do Christmas with you because I actually have to work. (laughs) I, because otherwise I can't buy whatever. Right. So, so that feeling of stability or, so, okay. So what this is, is a core value test. And then so like, it's like, um, it's supposed to just reveal what your core value is. And so okay. obviously for you, it's stability. Yeah. And happiness. Like that the first answer for me, like mm-hmm. the thing. The first that, thing that came to me. Yeah. The is, first thing that comes to me is happiness. I yeah. know too many people, my parents and especially my mm-hmm. sister included, who are so unhappy with their life wow. and most of their life that when they find happiness, it's just such a, it's such a freeing thing. Mm-hmm. But for me, I found happiness a long time ago when I really discovered, again, the things that I want out yeah. of life. It's okay for me to have those. Yeah, totally. But happiness is the most important thing to me. Because oh, if I'm not happy, then I'm going to make sure the people around me aren't happy. No. <laughs> <laughs> then this shit is this down. down. <laughs> this will be in ashes by but, nightfall. But if I'm happy... It's it's okay that other people are happy too, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do things that make me unhappy. I'm just not gonna do it. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah, oh. we decided that a while ago. A long just... time ago. We're not gonna take gigs that don't make us happy, and when right. these gigs that we have start making us unhappy, psh, fuck it. So that that there um, that goes to you know, the power of no. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like what what was like sort of the catalyst that like made you realize like <laughs> I just need to say no. That's it. Cool. For you, how was it? Uh, so not so much that I had to say no, but just, you know, deciding that I'm not, if I don't enjoy it, I'm not going to do it anymore. Well, yeah, but that is um, in a way saying, no, yeah, I'm yeah. not doing that. Right, yeah. Um, for me, it was, I, uh, I had a job um, in Virginia that um, I just, I didn't really 
uh, I liked the job. Um, yeah. I liked part of the job. I didn't like the entire thing, but uh, I didn't really get along with my boss at the time. Um, and uh, I was really, really unhappy there. And so when we basically we decided, all right, I'm going to we can either stay here and I can be miserable. And I wasn't like sleeping and I wasn't eating. Um, you, yeah, miserable. Like I was afraid you were going to I was really afraid that you were going to kill yourself. Oh, my God. And I don't think yeah, that I don't you think, never I don't got think I felt there. that way. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought he's going to we lived in a high rise apartment like 12 stories up. And I thought he's going to walk out on that balcony and jump off. But yeah, so I was just, I was really unhappy in the whole situation. And so we basically, we were like, well, we can either stay here and muscle through the end of this contract that I had, or I can cancel the contract uh, and we can move back to Toledo, but it'll probably take everything that we have in our savings account for us to move Mm -hmm. back. And it did. And it did. So we we, was like, I'd rather have no money and be in Toledo and have the freedom to go out and, you know play gigs with you guys and you know or yeah. whatever you know do whatever i want um rather than be sort of stuck in this shitty situation yeah. anymore and so that that was that was what it was for me and it was we moved back here and God, I, within three days i had a teaching contract yeah i was i mean we just took whatever we could get at first i delivered liquor for a liquor store yeah. for I a little while I worked at for the like bank a couple for of the months summer until my teaching contract came like started but we yeah. lived with your parents, which was awesome for me because I love your parents. Like they're my yeah, best we friends outside of you. Yeah, there for like three months or two months or something. Yeah, it was great. Um, but we yeah, then so and then just you know stuff just kept sort of progressively getting better. Like we got more students, so yeah. we could draw back on some hours that, mm-hmm. at our yeah. you know retail jobs or whatever. We would get, uh, I would get into a contract from UT to do you know to do a semester semester's worth of classes there or something, yeah. and so. Um, now we're to the point where we can sort of make it all work just off of being musicians and teaching it yeah. at the universities and things like that. So, That's very nice. yeah. What was the yeah. catalyst for you? Were you just like, I'm just going to tell people, you can fucking um, Well, no, for me, I, I almost married the wrong person. Oh, okay. And that was eye-opening. Mm-hmm. It was shortly after that experience in the church where that little girl demanded that she get what she need. What the fucking cheese? She wanted that cheese. <laughs> And the next week, like really the next weekend, I moved in with Aaron. And I left everything I knew and everything I owned. And it was the best decision I've ever made. And, I mean, we were still sort of just friends. (laughs) More or less. We're really good friends. Great Great friends. (laughs) Uh, And this is why you were still kind of wrapped up with this other person? Yeah, we were engaged. I was engaged. I was four months from being married to a person who, he's a wonderful person, just not for me. Not for you. It's like I didn't hate him. Yeah. I still don't hate him, and I don't, it it was just weird. It was the wrong decision. He just was. So that kind of is like the setup for like, why would I ever put myself in that position? Right. Why would I ever do that? And then I kind of looked at my family and all of the relationships I was basing my life on, and I'm like, those are horrible. I'm not, I'm not doing this. I am going to run like the wind away from all of that. And I did. And it was excellent. This is why I love, like, this is why I love talking to women on this because 
women, it, the through line is always like, they always have these huge epiphanies that change their minds instantly and like they live their life accordingly afterwards. Yes. For guys, it's like, I'm just gonna keep bumping into the fucking wall until <laughs> yeah. it breaks through. I don't yeah. know. Or until my head breaks open. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Fuck it. It's like, I think that's a, I mean, it's just. <laughs> It's a through line for real. Like yeah. every time I talk to a woman, it's just like, yeah. And then like he said that, and I was like, well, I'm done with this. I'm moving on. Yeah. And it was a really easy decision that I thought was going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I look back on it now, and I think, why did I waste so much time? Oh, because I hadn't gotten there yet. Yeah. I, I wasn't fully baked. I mean, like I didn't. And as soon as I was cooked, I was done. Yeah. I was like, all right. Well, that's interesting and then your ability to sort of see the relativity of applying it to like life and like your decisions on what you do with uh, music or business yeah. whatever it is you're just like oh i cannot end up in that fucking shitty marriage no so, i can't right? and, that, and i wouldn't yeah <laughs> you well what's interesting because like i was saying guys just run oh, into yeah. the wall I, I got fired from my that was my catalyst is like getting fired and like I was the sole like provider for the family and there's nothing worse than coming home and telling your fucking hungry son and wife like yeah, Daddy lost money. his job right. <laughs> to have a yard sale right <laughs> rents due um and uh and, and but that was something that forced me and my wife to sort of like okay it's time to like back up. Because we had already started our business, kind of, but yeah. it wasn't really up and running. So now it's like, okay, it's time to fucking it's time let's to do, do it. it. If we're going to do this, let's fucking do it. And um, we did. And that, like, yeah. That's the proudest shit of me, for me, is being able to say this. Like, we were in Southern California, three blocks from the beach, living, not great, but like we fucking had a great life. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. And the only reason why we even left was because my wife was like, I'm over this beach shit. I need to go. Yeah, I hate my the sand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, people ask me that about Toledo Hard. They're like, why are you guys there? I'm yeah. like, here's the, here's the thing. You don't think about Toledo when you're outside of Toledo. Yeah. You don't think about Toledo being this hotbed for musicians, right. but it is. It is. Think, yeah. There is so there much music so here. so many monster players in this town. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, well, it's crazy. And there's so much jazz. There's so much. I mean, there's a lot of new music, especially with the art museum we have and the zoo that we have. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, why Toledo? I'm like, here's why Toledo. My mortgage is less than $500. Yeah. On the houses that we looked at, the mortgage itself for a 2,200 square foot home in a nice neighborhood with great schools is less than $500. Yep. Yeah. And and I mean, that is a no brainer for me when we're this close to Detroit. Yeah, and Chicago. Chicago. Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. Cincinnati. I mean, it's a seven hour train to New York. Yep. Yep. That's nothing. I can sleep. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's. I had a huge problem with coming back here only because I ran away from here fucking 15 oh, years ago. So, yeah. so like, I had a huge fucking problem coming back, but it was a big relief to come back to, like, yeah. oh, hey, I can work here. And, and right. I don't know if you were yeah. familiar with Toledo, like, 15 years ago, but it wasn't, like... It wasn't like it was now. That's what no, was, yeah, downtown yeah. was really terrible then. Downtown like, was horrible. That's really when I work. got here for my undergrad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, okay. a few years after. That's 2004, 2005. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then it was just like... Ooh. It was terrifying. Yeah, it, it wasn't like it is now. And Yeah, there was only a few bars that had bands and stuff. Yeah, and, you, yeah. weren't, you weren't a working musician in Toledo. Right. I mean, unless you're like now, a teacher at right. or, university or something. Or John Hendricks. 
I mean, like, if you're one of those guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, if you taught a lot of lessons, you can yeah. make it work right, and right. stuff. But, yeah, you had to be – yeah, it had to be a, a side gig. And it wasn't know? like – like, it wasn't – it was only a select few people, right? Right, yeah. It wasn't – it wasn't fucking – But, wasn't, God, several of our friends now exactly. are just killing it yep. as, as musicians mm-hmm. with no other side gig. Right. They're just musicians. And I'm like, oh, sweet. That's yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's it, what we do. And you can live in a city that is fucking cheap enough. And and here's the other thing: you fucking Brooklyn used to be a fucking ghetto, and then the artists started moving yeah. in, and then all of a sudden it, it's a now beautiful it's place. Yeah, one of the most expensive mm-hmm. places to live in the world. Right. Um, it's like wherever the cheap rent is. <laughs> that's where right. all that's the artists right. are gonna go. Yeah. So pretty so, soon, Toledo's gonna be, you I know, San so. Francisco. I do that's... think so. It, I mean, like, or, or something. You well, know, look like... at what's happening to those old buildings downtown. Like, yeah. some of my friends just purchased one of them, yeah. and then they have real estate down, or like uh, shops, commercial downstairs, and then apartments upstairs. Mm-hmm. But rents twenty eight hundred dollars a month, and I'm like, that is what's going to happen everywhere around here. Exactly. And I'm like, we, I want to. Want to get in a house before that? That's how that's how <laughs> me and my wife are too. Which which was our intention. Honestly, we were gonna go to Detroit, um, but then my wife saw Detroit, uh, <laughs> and then now we live in Toledo. Um, little Detroit, little Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, we live in maybe Detroit. We live in the suburb of Oregon. Not to be nice. confused with Oregon. Yeah, Oregon. right. It's Oregon. Yeah. It's that Oregon. way. Yeah, that but, way. You know, to defend Oregon, they did just decriminalize marijuana. Which is there a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing, thing. Especially someone who grew up in Oregon and got his first fucking weed possession in Oregon. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's kind of a full circle thing. There you go. The more you know. But yeah, we, we ended up down here and, and then we just sort of then we just sort of fucked around and now now we're not in a position to buy a house anymore. <laughs> so whatever. But we we're making it. So mm-hmm. it the, the the point is is that the the cheap rent, the cheap life here is, is it only fucking feeds into the art because right. there was no way and and, and then and, and then to say to add on to that is like I've grown as a musician being here because well it's kind of been like being in exile you <laughs> or in prison because you're yeah. sort of like in your place shedding and like that's all you got right right like, and then here you can actually go out and play with like these monster yeah, players great musicians it's like oh my god where did you come from yeah practice your craft and like yeah. get better and and there's a lot of opportunity for collaboration in, yeah. in this town too where you can play with cool people that have cool ideas yeah. and it spurs on cool ideas in you yeah. and that kind of stuff and especially you know? with like the things going on at UT and Bowling Green and Michigan mm-hmm. because they're all so close mm-hmm. we have this like huge you know pocket full of composers wow. who want to compose for us mm-hmm. and there are times where we're like you know we did a call for scores we don't have money to pay you but we can give you a killer recording Oh, nice. That'll land you, you know, another another commission or another gig. Um, and now we're at schools and in a place where you're like, yeah, we can offer you money now. That's awesome. As well as this killer recording <laughs> yeah. that's going to be both good for you and for us. Which, yeah. which is fun. Nice. Yeah, and, and it's mean? cool it's because really I like that there's this community building where it's not just like, um, because before in the before times it was just like every gig was sacred and you had to get this is my gig get away you know yeah. right. now that like it's kind of like 
I mean, I'm not saying it's kind. No, but it, the gigs are like community. Right. And people I, are helping I love each that. other. Yeah. Um, right. And the fact that you're like, I can't pay you now, but one day I know I'm going to. And like yeah. the fact that you're not just like, well, I didn't pay him then. Why the fuck do I need to pay him now? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, you're like, you understand the mentality of like survival yes. of, as an artist. When, and you're able to spread that. Yeah. And my dad told me one thing as a little girl, and he told it to me often. Janet, don't be a dick. <laughs> and I just remember that. I was like, okay, Daddy, I'm not, I'm not going to be a dick today. Um, and it's not that I was a mean human. I could have been. It would have been very easy for me to be mean. Yeah. Um, but I, I wouldn't. And that's sort of how I live my life now is that if I, I cannot go into the world and be, and be mean. Yeah. That that does nobody any good. Yeah, I mean, especially someone who's trying to sell themselves as like right. a teacher. Like educator. I'm I'm mm. the product. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is the greatest thing. Which is great yeah. low. It's low overhead. I mean, very I'm, low yeah. overhead. <laughs> Do you write off your rent here? Uh, we can write. We write off a portion of it. So yeah. for Aaron's office and my office, yeah. we can write that off. That's what we were doing. Yeah. In San Diego, it was awesome because fucking rent's so exorbitant. Oh my god, exorbitant. exorbitant. Yeah. Exorbitant. It, it's absorbent. Absorbital. <laughs> it's absorbital. <laughs> it's exorbitant. Um, that that like, I mean, it just helped at the end of the year with taxes yeah. and shit. Yeah. Which I, I suggest that anybody who is a musician working right now is like, go get yourself the LLC. Go yes. get yourself the sole proprietorship. Yeah. Do it. Write that shit off. And the cool thing is, we can play. We pay taxes all year, so we pay quarterly taxes. Well, we've been overpaying, ah. so I'm really excited. Like this could be the first year that we get a return that we've ever had since the year we got married, and then we'll just roll that back into the business. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what was funny about when me and my wife got married, and we were like, "Oh yeah, yeah now tax we, break." Yeah, we're getting those. Oh, tax God, break. that first year was amazing. We well, when we were out there, oh, you have just, a kid. Well, we didn't have a kid at the time. Oh, okay. So like, we were married at twenty six, and then we had a baby at like thirty or something. So a few years in. You were like five when we got married, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Five or six. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had our fun, you know, whatever. We were. We often look back and be like, why the fuck did we make it official like that? I mean, it was just... Well, yeah, we could have just been friends with benefits for a long time. But um, now that we have a kid, tax season is mm-hmm. kind of our shit. So, uh, but that's when, that's when, uh, that's when, like, we really started seeing return, especially with our own business. So, oh, look at that. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Lipso. <laughs> Checking your messages for you. Yeah. She likes to chew on all the cords. Oh, oh there she goes. So, uh, I'll start with you. I yes. usually ask this with uh, musicians. Uh, my last guest wasn't a musician, so I had a hard time kind of wrapping this around. You, got, you guys got to get out of here? Or do you guys no. Oh, you're good. Yeah, we're fine. Okay. I, um, <clears throat> so, what is a weakness uh, in your singing or your or teaching? It can be anything. What is a weakness that you kind of be, uh, that you've overcome in the past or maybe yeah. are currently working on now? Um yeah, so it's interesting that you say that because last night sort of codified it, codified that weakness for me. So I'm editing my dissertation, uh-huh. and I told myself at 10 o'clock, I need to stop oh. because I'm exhausted mm-hmm. and I'm not doing quality work. Yeah. And at 10.07, I'm sitting next to Aaron, and I open my computer, and I pull it back up. And he's like, what the hell are you doing? You said you were going to stop. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like I, I can't stop. 
until I have given so much of myself that there's none left. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that, that constant working is in, in constant giving of myself. Like I wake up at three in the morning thinking about my students. Oh, wow. Who don't even prepare for their lessons. So <laughs> why am I giving all this energy? Yeah. But I do. I wake up constantly. I'm like, oh, my God, that would be a great song for whomever. And I write mm. it down and I get up and I try to find it. And then I get up a couple hours later for my day in the morning. I'm like, oh, I'm exhausted and I feel like shit and there's nothing left yeah. of me. I sleep like a baby. I just... <laughs> <laughs> you do. You fucking do. Yeah, as soon as his head hits the pillow, he's out. But I have stopped sleeping. Yeah. Once, As soon as I started teaching, I stopped sleeping wow. pretty much. Because there is so much I want to give to them. Yeah. And I don't think they even care. Like, they don't want it. They don't mm. care. This is all one-sided. It, 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 oh my god it is an abusive relationship I'm in an abusive relationship with my students <laughs> no. don't use that for the promo she'll no, get fired no. <laughs> no my students are wonderful and they're exactly where they need to be but I just want so much more for all of them mm-hmm. that I'm constantly working and I can't stop do you see yourself uh, wanting to move away from teaching or yes. oh <laughs> What would you prefer? What what would be like your main goal of like with music? Well, I don't really want to get away from teaching. I want to get away from that kind of teaching. Mm. I would love to have a faculty pos- position where I can still perform. Yeah. As part of that job. God. Yeah. Um. So that I can perform, I can go out, I can record, I can commission new works for us. We can do tours in the summertime, where I don't have to have. 34 private students to survive. Yeah. That's where I want to, I, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of those students are really fun and it's really rewarding for oh, me totally. to teach those students. But the, the fact that I do have to teach seven days a week right now. Right. Yeah. So that, and it's not so we can survive. It's so that I can fit them all into my schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even if you think it's a day off, like that one lingering student is still like, I still have to work today. That's right. Yeah. I still have to teach him at 530, which means yeah. I can't start drinking at noon. <laughs> so then I'm sorry. I said that out loud. Um, that's gin me. in your cup. That's gin. <laughs> straight gin in my Starbucks cup. <laughs> well, no, because my wife is the same way. She's just like, and, and it's not like she doesn't enjoy teaching. I'm sure you love teaching. I do. And I'm sure you have students that don't do, they're not the best students that. I'm not trying to say anything, no, but, but or they, like they're not. But we're all people. Yeah. Like there are times where like I know this student doesn't want to be here. Yeah, exactly. But it's your time, and I have your money, right. so you're gonna show up. Hey, but that, but that's draining, right? It is like, draining. You're talking at a wall, basically. Right. Uh-huh. And, and for my wife, those are the hard ones, and so they are. And then I have to prepare. So if I get done teaching at seven. Mm-hmm. I may have rehearsal at 8.30, right. and that gives me very limited amounts of time to prepare my own things. Right. So thank God I'm an excellent sight reader, mm-hmm. because I go into most of my rehearsals with enough, with nothing prepared, and yeah. I am just sight reading. Yeah. And I hate that. <laughs> I really wish that I had more time to yeah. practice and to yeah. do the things I want to do. I see Calypso has decided she's going to love you. Oh. Yeah. You right. can take her. No, 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 no. You want <laughs> I'm good. I got a dog I'm waiting to die, so... <laughs> she's all she's all she's an awesome dog she's amazing but uh, i'm done with animals um she's 13 or something ah uh, calypso's 13 oh maybe 12 it's so, it's so cute when she's they so get cute. old i know they get she's old. senile Geri- geriatric animals yeah. are so funny until they become incontinent and then it's a fucking problem yeah she's uh, not there yet she's not there no diapers today <laughs> uh, 
that's a that's a great answer and your answer was like the best answer like what i thought was um in a job interview it's like what's your weakness it's like well i work too hard sir i care too damn much i care too much some people say i care too much but that was a very elegant way of saying it's the well and it's funny because like most people would think well that's not a weakness but it is when your personal life is going to suffer because of that and it and there are times that it does yeah no, I mean, totally, totally. And it's the same way with my wife. Yeah. And she, she teaches and she has those students. And lately she's been a little bit more picky with her time because she started a whole new career of acting. Good uh, for her. Oh, yeah, she's great. She's fucking... Have you guys ever heard of The Purple Rose? It's a Mm-mm. theater up in Chelsea. It's Sweet. Um, it's it's actually... It's an equity theater, if you're familiar oh, with Oh, yeah, because they're doing... Um, an email just came through. Something about it. I can't remember, but one of my students is getting involved. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. she's going to be, is it for the next For production? the next show. Yeah, yeah, she's the understudy for somebody, um, somebody on that. But it's a cool theater. It's it's equity. It's a union theater, and um, she gets a paycheck for yeah. it. So I'm just, yeah. whatever. I mean, she started doing community theater around here, and then was like, I need money for this. <laughs> it's so funny. She got here, and like a year into it, she's like, union, and like, mm-hmm. fucking. <laughs> yeah. That's just my wife, though. She's just yeah. like, just go do something new and just be awesome at it that's good <laughs> because those unions have benefits they do have benefits yeah um, i'm trying to get equity so so, yeah, so i can get equity and in, in the, the how agma you, how do you do that here like it's gonna be hard yeah. i'm gonna have to go somewhere else and just yeah. work from here right 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 yeah that, i mean that's what she's doing yeah, yeah she yeah anyways um <laughs> what what's uh what's a weakness that uh, with your plane or be your teaching it could be i mean it could be anything but like i usually keep it to the music but what's a weakness yeah mine's less like philosophical than janet's i just (laughs) (laughs) um i uh i've always struggled to to, like improvise on tonal instruments pitched Mm -hmm. pitch percussion instruments like been fine on drum set and stuff but like you know improvising on uh on steel pan or on vibraphone or whatever so i've been spending a lot of time doing that uh this past year I uh, just did a faculty recital at UT that where I did. Um, I played with some uh, some local jazz guys and a couple of the other faculty members, um, and did like four or five jazz tunes mm. uh, and, and improvised on them and stuff. And I'm starting to feel a lot better, a lot more comfortable with it. Uh, I still have a long way to go yeah. before I really feel like I'm actually, you know, right. playing jazz, but yeah. <laughs> or but like were, improvising really well. Good. But yeah, but I, I feel really like good. I've gotten better at it, uh, you know, in that time and. I'm just gonna keep pushing and trying to trying to yeah. you know get better at improvising yeah yeah so. totally that that's that's great uh, yeah. I, some people get confused by that so i always give the example which i didn't today is like my left hand sucks on the piano so i constantly have to run drills with it yeah oh god me too it's just what? especially when i'm playing for my students i'm like yeah. what are you doing like, Come on. why <laughs> why, are, why aren't you working yeah, were you trained on the piano at all? Violin. Yeah, I know. Violin, yeah, I'm a violinist. But, but yes. I guess the piano comes I mean, with a music took, degree. Yeah, I took, well, and I took piano as a kid from mm. like, I don't know, 7 to 18. Oh, wow. As a kid, like as my, a kid. Whole childhood. my whole childhood. My, <laughs> my entire childhood was my violin, piano, wow. and, and voice. Yeah. Which, piano was always a struggle for me because mm. I felt like I didn't really have freedom that i had because i have to play scales yeah and now when i sit down to sight read stuff for my kids i'm like oh i actually know where those notes are 
It's so it's nice. yeah, and it wasn't there until maybe the past one or two years. Yeah. Like my piano playing, I guess, is like my musical weakness. It's not as strong as it could be. Well, uh, and I'm like, well, yeah, but I'm I do so many other things. Yeah. so much better. No, well, yeah, it's like who gives a fuck, right? <laughs> hey, like, 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 oh, I suck at piano, but here's the thing. You're also not like it's not like you're losing gigs at no. Carnegie Hall because your piano <laughs> skills yeah, aren't up to snuff. Like, well, she can't play as well. She sings. Fuck her. That's right. Next, next We're gonna hire her to play this, you know, to play this role in this opera. But I heard she's not great at piano. Yeah, so I don't think so. Is there is there opera singers who play the piano at the same time? Not at the same time, but my God, like my voice coach, she she can play anything. There's probably people who do that kind of stuff. Do it. Yeah. There has to be. Accompany themselves. Yeah, Josh Groban. You know. But not like (laughs) probably not like on stage. You know. Well, I always say it in a classroom. But no, I mean, I'm sure that there are there are classical. Somebody's out there. Yeah, sure. Shaking shit up in the classical world. Whatever, fuck them. There was a, (laughs) there was this uh, little uh, symphony. I don't know. I think they call it experimental symphony, where like the um, they want to take the stuffiness out of it. Yeah. In San Diego, and their idea of taking the stuffiness out of it is having um, letting the audience clap between each uh, movement. Each movement. That was their big idea, their big liberal movement. Oh my god! I feel so much more at home, but it's really hard to clap in this tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I got no. Go ahead. We encourage you. We encourage to you to clap. clap no. What what that would look like is audience on stage walking around while we play our instruments, <laughs> but we are wearing pajamas. <laughs> and we might be drinking because I perform so much better on the violin when I've been drinking. Oh, that's interesting. Alcohol always made Alcohol. me the worst. Ever. At everything. Yeah, but I thought it was great. <laughs> thought yeah. I was excellent. Yeah, me too. Me too. I was like, all of us are killing it, bro. Killing it. You're like, you're not even at the piano. You're <laughs> actually in the bathroom. Yeah. Fucking killing it. Killing it. <laughs> Who knows that? That is a banjo. Step away. <laughs> But when I was in Iowa, they did, uh, uh, it was John Cage's, like, what would have been his 100th birthday yeah, or something. something like uh, that. Or 100, yeah, I don't know. I don't something know. like that. But anyway, so they had, they did this thing that was, like, John Cage's, uh, you know, big, like, big idea that he always wanted to push in classical music, which was called the Music Circus. Oh, God, it was and so, so much fun. So that his, his whole thing was, like, he would put, he would do this, like, really big room, and he would put ensembles, like, sort of randomly throughout the room. Yeah. And so then listeners would come in, and they would be, they could sort of walk around the room, and as you're walking, you're hearing, like, more of one band and less of another uh-huh. and things so like that. So cool. And it's so we did one of those cool. um, in in this, like, downtown mall area in Iowa City, um, it was really cool, man. It was like there was like string quartets and percussion ensemble and yeah, all and this I was stuff, singing, and you sort of um, walk around and you hear people playing from above you and below yeah. you and all yeah, because I was stuff. doing Forever and Sunsmell in one corner. Oh God, I keep hitting that. That's amazing. Singing Forever and Sunsmell in one, and then like clapping mu- music was across the way, and it was just like the coolest yeah thing. Yeah. And if you stood in the very center of the mall, like on that stair on that stairway, you could hear a little bit of everything. It was like. <laughs> that's it was, awesome it was it was pretty cool that's awesome you guys organized that no no, no it was, it was, just, it. It, was oh. it was organized by the school of music oh, okay. uh, when we were grad students yeah. so that's we, awesome so we just had to go and perform you guys yeah. got recordings of what you guys do together yeah, yeah. can we play a piece on here 
I don't know. I got to see what we have. Yeah, what do we have? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have the Sons of Death, of course. And then we have, I think... It's a um, good one. It's long, but it's Blicken. good. The Blicken. The Blicken is good. It's like multi-movements. is fun. Oh, we have our whole DVD, too. Like, we did a huge... We did a thing at Owens and BCSN. BCAN. BCAN came out with this beautiful... DVD and they they did a whole show on us and I'm oh, like nice. oh shit I thought you were just gonna come and record and they were like no you like we you run in our special <laughs> like, you're one of our art things I'm like all right sweet your fucking yeah, portfolio well, just got I know awesome. I'm like what <laughs> yeah we'll send you some stuff man we'll we got send, yeah um, that's okay we'll okay send yeah, you, yeah send so, you some options and you can decide and but okay yeah. so we'll just listen to a, a random thing that uh, we'll play and then we'll be right back. And we're back. <laughs> uh, amazing. 
Guys, moving. <laughs> Breathtaking. I, I, you're crying. I can see you crying. Yeah, the, the tears. The tears in your eyes. <laughs> they, you, you just make you sparkle. It's it wonderful. It redefined my life. What yeah. I just heard. Like, yeah. I just, like, I am a different human being from this point forward. Oh, you will be. That is <laughs> absolutely for sure. Uh, what are, uh, what are, like, some seminal albums or a seminal album or uh, for you um, that just sort of like changed your life and sort of like redirected how you see music. Um, I, I like to give examples only because it helps kind of like maybe get the move uh, the gears going. Uh, so like mine was Bitches Brew, uh, oh, Miles okay. Davis, okay. and it fucking like it just it, it just showed me that. Um, Anything's possible with music, and like you can take it anywhere. It was just one of those eye-opening, mind-blowing experiences. Yeah. So, uh, it doesn't have to be the same thing. It can be several artists. I know this hmm. is a difficult. This very is difficult. a difficult well, question. Funny, like, it's by design. As but, soon as you know. asked it, I was thinking. Of, I was my my first my initial thought was uh, kind of blue by Miles Davis. Mm, yeah, so totally. like when you were like bitches, bro, I was like, oh sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, kind of blue was huge for me. Um, and what what did it, what was it about it? Uh, it was just the, the, the beauty in Miles' playing and the way everybody sort of like, you know, sort of weaves together so perfectly in that album. Simplicity. Um, yeah, the simplicity. It, t- it takes a lot of, um, you know, like, I mean, I grew up in the 90s, you know, and I, I love 90s alternative music, but it's, and it's in some respects really simplistic, but it's, there's still a lot happening all the time. And there was like, there was this like refreshing, uh, this refreshing sort of amount of space in kind of blue exactly. that I that I really loved. I think that I think kind of blue almost defined that whole like the notes are in the silence. Or right. the, yeah. what is it? What is the famous thing? It's the, uh, something something in the, the uh, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, we're like, great musicians. Yeah, yeah we're and philosophers. That's what I do. <laughs> but yeah, Miles. I mean, Miles just like you know you can tell he's very carefully selecting what notes that he exactly. wants to play mm-hmm. and for for very specific reasons it's mm-hmm. not just like you know um not to like shit on charlie parker or anything but like you know that's just a yeah, lot it's of just notes. like we're just cramming notes and it's like i can't i can't follow the 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 thought process behind it yeah where, where I, I could know. i felt like i could a little bit more with miles and stuff for um, sure the drugs were different yeah dr- exactly Oh, no. I, mean, I mean, really, heroin was a through line for that. Hell of a drug, yeah. Um, sure. yeah then, you guys ever have you ever read his fucking by reading? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever listened to? Have you ever listened to the Miles Davis? Uh, by, uh, no, I we have it. I haven't. I haven't it's read it. Don't we own it? Mm-hmm. It's fucking. Maybe awesome, I just thought I'd order it. But it, it's it's like uh, it's like don't read about your heroes. It's like fuck. He was such an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. He was such a prick. But. I can see it being a black guy coming up the way he did, and like I can see where you could put that protective shell of an asshole because you're constantly yeah. trying to get, you know, people are trying to fuck you. So right, like, yeah. He's, he's a black man fucking coming up and, and entertaining the white folks. And yes. Like I'm sure that creates a fucking barrier. Of course it whatever. does. Whatever. Empathy. Whatever. All right. I'm working on it. I'm working on it <laughs> right now. Um, and reading. Working on it. Reading. Uh, yeah, and reading too, maybe. Um, okay, was that it, or was there uh, another one? Well, no, yeah, I mean, I, I have... Uh, I'm the cat king right now. I, yeah, yeah. You are. For, me, and... for me, it was uh, the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper. Oh, yeah. Like that, yeah. just because it was such such an intense combination of different sounds mm-hmm. that when you heard all together, somehow made sense. Yeah, totally. And when somebody, like, I think my my dad, even my grandpa, was telling me about it. 
before before I ever heard it. I mean, it was made years, decades right. before I was born. But he's telling me about this, you know, cool album he has that he wanted me to listen to, and I'm like, that sounds like it's gonna sound like shit. <laughs> you have Indian influence, yeah. you have underwater no, sounds, and then you're gonna, the calliope parts. Yeah, awesome. and then the calliope <laughs> part, and then you have people singing, and I'm like, this sounds, this is gonna be shit. Yeah, it's gonna be horrible. And then I listened to it. I was like, absolutely changed me. Yeah, totally. I thought, oh, well, I can, I can do that. I can be a musician. I can, like, I, I, can, <laughs> I, can, do, I can do I can things. make all kinds of weird And then, like, for me, uh, Tool and Fish. Oh. Like, Tool's first album, the name of which I can't remember. Uh, Undertow? No, that wasn't no. the first. Uh, it was, uh, anyway. I can't remember. Oh, yes. And I just remember hearing that and thinking, this is, this is the closest I have gotten to actually connecting with the music. Mm-hmm. Because it was just so different. Was it the secret song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just absolutely everything and I love the the intricacies in that music that I've never really enjoyed listening to tonality. Mm. Okay. Except Vivaldi, and that's because I was a string player. But I will say Vivaldi spring one and spring two. That's the shit. Right? That's the shit. My dad used to make pancakes every Sunday morning Aww. to Vivaldi. Well, then you and you also have this beautiful memory. I do. To it. So it's like anytime you think about it, yeah. pancakes, bro. <laughs> my dad should have been a chef. Like his pancakes taste like donuts. Oh my god, they're so good. They're the yeah, best okay. pancakes in the world. They are so delicious. I'm not a big pancake person. Uh huh. Mm. I, I don't like pancakes for breakfast, but if they're good, I got it. Oh go my all god, in. they're delicious. They taste like Krispy Kreme donuts. Uh. Yeah, and he would and he would make them every Sunday morning before we'd go to church. But it, for years, we would listen to Vivaldi. Oh, nice. And aside from from that album, you know, Tool and the later Beatles. Yeah, fish. And fish oh, and fish. I do like fish. Would just in general, or just... yeah, it's just fun when I want to be stupid and dance around the living room with a bottle of wine. <laughs> that's my go-to. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, um, I don't know, I, I grew up, I didn't listen to classical music at all, really, when I grew up. My yeah. parents didn't listen to it, but... That's all we listened to. So well, you, they were listened you classically to, trained? Uh, when he I was a kid, I took, like, drum set lessons yeah. when I was a kid, oh. yeah, and then, like, when I got to college, that's when I started playing, like, mallets and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, like, I was always into, into like, this Great. really wide variety of music, so, like, I, um... You hip to the meters. Do you listen to the meters? Oh. Yeah. yeah. So like Cabbage great. Alley was a big one for me. Their their album Cal- See, Cabbage Alley or Fire on the Bayou. Um, I've always loved P Funk and oh. and uh, you know oh, Funkadelic yeah. and so. Bootsy Collins. Bootsy baby. Bootsy baby. Bootsy yeah. Bootsy Collins. We have a Bootsy Christmas album. I'll have to send it to you. It is. Oh. It's great. It's fucking it's, it's Christmas, bitches. Merry Christmas, bitches. It's awesome. Oh, it's um, wonderful. That sounds incredible. I'm, I'm very excited for this, actually. And because my wife loves Christmas music and drives me nuts with it, I'm going to be like, you know, why don't I put on Christmas I want to share some Christmas yeah. with you. Do you mind? Yeah. But it's not the oh, standard. It's Christmas, bitches. It's and not the, like the standard songs either, yeah. which is even better. No. So it's like you're not, you're not like, oh, I'm already sick of this song. You know, it's like. <laughs> 
Oh, it's Bootsy's version of some tune I've never heard before. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Santa Claus is coming for you, baby. I mean, <laughs> oh, yes. it's amazing. Yes. Yes. Um, Santa I'm, Claus. I'm, I'm oh, fucking, it's amazing. I'm fucking voting Ryan Carey's Christmas album off the oh, island. Oh, no, that goes. It's like, yes. I hate that. Oh, Bootsy ooh. instead. <laughs> yeah, Bootsy. I'm, Bootsy with, I'm with Bootsy. Yeah. We had a rabbit named Bootsy. Aw. What happened? She oh, turned out to be a he oh. and got a little violent with me. And yeah. Outside it went. Done it. No, he actually, <laughs> we, I, I took him to a bunny farm. Aww. So he was like the big swinging dick of uh, the bunny farm. He just needed to get laid. He, right? he really did. Okay. And when he tried it with my roommate, I. Yeah, you've you gone go. to Iowa, and I was like, you gotta go. <laughs> what was? Oh, it was Bootsy. I was like, Bootsy. what was its name? Bootsy Collins. Bootsy. That's how. We Bootsy baby. <laughs> so, what are like? Uh, what What are you guys' plans with like your your duo? Or do you guys do mostly a duo, or do you have other people involved? Or it's is it normally just, like mostly a duo. Mostly we a might duo bring occasionally in occasionally. We bring in one a other person or, or something. Bassoon. I mean, it depends on what's been um, composed. Oh, okay. So we'll tell our composers, all right, it's it's us plus one or two. Okay. So, and you get to decide what those are. Because oh, okay. we can find anything. Right. What, 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 I mean, like, what would you like for it to go? Where would you like to see it go? I'd love for us, I think it would be fun to actually be able to take a year to tour. Like, it would mm. be cool yeah. to do, like, academic tour. Like, to oh, go to schools. Yeah, stuff. to go to yeah. colleges. That'd be awesome. And I that really was our idea do, a while ago. Yeah, I want to. I mean, I that's, that's a doable thing too. Yeah, that's yeah. Very doable. yeah. I want to try and line up a, a residency or something too, where we can do, um, we can have people writing pieces for us, and we'll sort of workshop it with them. You oh, know, yeah. so for like yeah. up and coming composers, that would be uh, our composers at a university or something, we go mm-hmm. in and we they write us some pieces and we play it for them, and then we go like, yeah, if you you know take a look at this spot, this this doesn't work out that great yeah. because of the sticking or something, you know, and we could sort of work through things like mm-hmm. that because that voice and really percussion fun. are two of the harder things to write for. Yeah, uh, one you have one that's ultimately just so loud. And then unamplified, we can only do so much. Right. Well, we are never amplified. Oh, okay. So we try to make sure that we're balancing each other. And it's just it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. There are times when it's challenging. I'm like, can you just hit that softer? He's like, no, actually, I can't. Right. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. So we have to find a way around this in the composition that's been given to us that we can adjust things. It's really cool. I'd love for us to, to work like the Jack Quartet. Um, they're a they're a string quartet. A, a string quartet, the Jack Quartet out of New York, and they are wonderful players. They only play contemporary classical music. Oh, okay. and they do residencies at schools probably worldwide. I mean, I've worked with them a couple times, um, out in Iowa and then in in Vermont. We had some fun, but it's just a really cool, a really cool ensemble. And they have pieces commissioned for them, but that's what they do. They come in and they work with students who are going to perform pieces. That's fun. And I think, oh, that would be cool. And we've done that. We've done it once now, and it was at UT, and it mm-hmm. was fun. Yeah, I could, I could really see you guys like turn some, turn that into almost like your like teaching, performing if, business, right. like and, life and goal. That's what I, that's what I want. Yeah. I want us to, I want us to be Prism Duo. I love teaching classes, so I do want a faculty job, but I think that mentality of, okay, I have my doctorate now, I need to get a tenure-track faculty job. 
yeah. One, because it's stability. It's insurance. Which is it's, one of your core values. It is one of my core values. <laughs> That's right. Happiness, and stability, stability, and enough wine on the shelf. Like, those... <laughs> Like that's, the that's my thing part right here. That. That's it. The tangible, the tangible part. Yeah. The wine on the shelf. Right? That's right, and enough room for the three cats to not be near me. Or chew on cords. Or chew on cords. Hey, baby girl. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, we're getting to the end, and I've been implementing this question. And I think you got a someone can read, but I don't know. Be someone. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. That's my student. Oh, okay. We can yeah. totally just wrap this up. Yeah. All right. Hey, how you doing? Well, hey. Good, thanks. It was going to be Saturday at this noon. Saturday. Yeah. Today is Today's Friday. Friday. I thought it was Friday at noon. No, Saturday at noon. Because I have to work at one. But I love you, and I think you're <laughs> wonderful. This is actually one of my favorite students and oh. one of my advanced students, Cassie, that just came to the door. Hi, Cassie. She is miraculous. You're on a podcast. You're miraculous. Right? Yeah, you're on a podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, right? Sorry, you can hang out. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> no, you're fine. Can you be here tomorrow at noon? Yeah. Awesome. Come I'm on in. Free tomorrow too. Fantastic. Come on in. Yeah, you can be the last part of our podcast with yeah. us. That's and, perfect. And we can ask you the same question if you want. Yes. Yeah, come She's on like, over. She's like, yeah, this let me slide a chair. This is Mike. Mike, here, Cassie. Excellent. Nice just, to meet you, Mike. Nice to meet you, Cassie. Uh, you can just come stand here. This microphone's pretty badass, so you can just stand here and talk into it. And we'll go each one. Here, let's do the handshake. Nice to meet you. Pleasure. So I was just about to ask him our last question, which I've been Excellent. asking a lot. Are you, are you familiar with... Uh, uh, comedians and cars getting yes. coffee. Yeah. Yes. So on the last season on Netflix, they did. Uh, uh, they had he had Dana Carvey on, and uh, Dana Carvey asked a question to Jerry Seinfeld, which threw him off because he was like, "I've never been asked that." I was like, and it was such a lovely question, so I, I totally stole it from them. And that's the only reason why I'm telling you because Fantastic. I don't want people to think that I, that you're good at coming I, up that with you're questions. Good at coming up with questions. <laughs> yeah, I'm great at questions, everybody. Um, but uh, so it, it was a simple question. I just thought it was so lovely, and, and let's start with Chan. It was like, sure. when, when do you feel most loved? Oh my God! <laughs> is that a thing? Is that most loved? But yeah. What What are the moment? What is What is the condition? What is? Uh, it can be anything. I mean, when do you feel most loved? Well, there are a couple times because there, you know, there are lots of different people that love you in your life. And we're human. And there's yeah, all kinds of different absolutely. ways we receive love. Yeah. Right. So, and I just took a group of students to a competition mm -hmm. down at Cedarville University. Mm -hmm. And when we came back, in my mind, I'm like, well, I don't know how this experience was for them. But we came to class. I'm going to get, like, choked up here. <laughs> That's good. That's good. When we came back to class... They were so appreciative. They brought me flowers and cards to class, oh. to choir. And I thought, oh, my God, like they appreciate. So when we were talking early, all the hours that I spend worrying yeah. and caring and loving them, they they love me. Yeah. And it's not, it is not the reason that I teach, yeah. but it's something that happened. And I was like, oh, my God. But from Aaron, do you? Do you? Love me? Yeah. There are times. There are times. What day of the week is it? It's not Saturday. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? At least she's early. You are. You, you know showed what? up early. That's right. No, but from Aaron, um, I think every single night we go to bed holding hands. 
That's what I was going to say, too. That was my yeah, that is when I feel too. the most, like, no matter what has happened during the day, like, that's cozy. That's comfort. Mm-hmm. Knowing that even if I have pissed him off, because, like, I'm a soprano, I do that every day. <laughs> yes. Um, but we go to bed every night holding hands, and it doesn't last for more than a few minutes. Mm-hmm. But we have also woken up holding hands. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a gorgeous answer. That was my response, so she stole that. Yay! <laughs> uh, yeah. Come on, be original, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's a good. That's good that that's our yeah. answer together. I think that, that's... that is a beautiful answer. Last night, my wife kicked you out. Turkey <laughs> farts at me, and I was like, "That's love, baby." Oh my god, that is love. That is love. There you go. That is love. Love you, baby. <laughs> She'd be like, "You are a dick." Cassie, what do you feel most loved? It's that's a very interesting question because there's many, many different times where I feel most loved. And like you yeah. said earlier, I mean it's it's many different ways that different people receive love. Okay. You know, and there's many different kinds of love too. Um I'll give one example, maybe a couple. Please. Um and so we just had Thanksgiving yesterday, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And my family um, usually has Thanksgiving dinner at my grandmother and grandfather's house, which is right around the corner from where I live. And um, we start at 1 o'clock so that we, you know, sit and we hang out every day. And it's more like a lunch, but, like, you know, it's just so that, you know, people can take home leftovers with them Absolutely. or snack throughout the day. So there's less food to take home at the end of the day. Um, and uh, I just recently started getting into old vinyls. Oh, wow. Um, my uh, boyfriend actually got me into that recently, and I've been starting to collect old vinyls, and one of my favorite um, bands is Queen, and I love, love, love Queen. My mother was a huge fan of it, and I was a huge fan of it. Um, and uh, my mother had told my other family members that I was into vinyls, and my, my uncle and my grandfather were both like, hey, so we heard you're into vinyls. <laughs> and my grandfather's like, come here. So I follow him into the garage, and he opens up this huge vault of just straight, oh, different sweet. kinds of vinyls. So many different kinds, so many artists, and a lot of them from, from like, the 60s, the 70s. That's awesome. And I'm like, I have this look of shock on my face. <laughs> and then my grandfather, for the first time in a very long time, actually pulled down his record player that his children had bought for him years ago. Wow. As, oh, that's as a, awesome. As a Christmas present. And for straight four or five hours, I was just drinking wine and then listening to old vinyls. With your grandpa. Yes, with my That's grandfather. That's fantastic. And it's big to me because I never thought that my family was into music like right. that. Because whenever I brought up something or about opera, We've talked about or that in your lessons. Music yeah. or anything like that, they just haven't really seemed to be all that interested. So I thought maybe it just wasn't their thing or yeah. whatever. Then I brought it up about the vinyls and then they just... They were, they were freaking out and going on and like, you need to That's listen awesome. to this artist and this artist wow. and this artist. And just the fact that I'm just sitting around around a table listening to uh, old vinyls with my family, who I never thought would be so interested in music, I think that's one of the most like dear moments to me that I feel loved. That's awesome. What a wonderful way to end the show. Yeah. Thank you, Cassie. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. What, uh, what, how can people get a hold of you guys or you okay. can't? Okay. You have to know a guy who knows a yeah, guy. Yeah, you, you have to find us at Kroger. Um, we, have, we have a website. Okay, please. Um, what is our website? Is it just prismduo.com? Probably. Probably? Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, prism, P-R-I-Z-M-D-U-O.com. Okay.
Or you can, you know, Google. I mean, I mean you right can now. really Google. He, he, like, we're on. Aaron's going Aaron's gonna to yeah, make yeah, sure like, that's our website, our web yeah. address. I can be. Yeah, sure. it is. Yeah, it is All our right. website. Yeah, yeah, yeah awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, so we own that. Yeah, that's good. Dot com. And then Janet Bream Ziegler Soprano dot com is my website. And Aaron Ziegler Percussion dot com is mine. Yeah. There you go. So if yeah. you need anything from either of you, that's right. Upcoming performances and stuff are oh, listed right. on there. Absolutely. All that. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. And Cassie, how can people get a hold of you? Well, anybody <laughs> can usually get a hold of me through Janet. That's right. <laughs> okay. yeah. she, she knows me. She's her that's booking right. manager. That's right. I'm her booking manager right now. <laughs> do you sing and do you play out? Absolutely. Yeah, she's you. she's one of my advanced students at mm-hmm. Owens, and she's she's doing some some work for me now with uh, oh. getting ready for graduation. Ooh. She's going to be singing the national anthem, and yeah. she's done this a couple times. For me, which is great because that gives me freedom to not do that. <laughs> I was like, um, you could <laughs> just go do that for me. Um, yeah, she's fantastic. She did her um, an upper level recital last semester mm-hmm. in the spring. It was excellent. Had heads of voice of a couple other schools come out and listen to her. Beautiful. So she's she. I'm gonna kick her out of Owens pretty soon yeah. and send her out into the world to finish a four year degree. Yeah, um, and then go on and conquer the world. Awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah, Yeah. and the cats. And the cats. (laughs) Good. Cats are awesome too. All right, guys. Thank you. What I say, lovely bunch of people right there. I had a wonderful time, had a great conversation, uh, very open about things in life, and uh, it's all the stuff that I love about conversations with people. Um, Anyways, go to wespeakenglishgood.net. Check out the barren wasteland. That is the wespeakenglishgood.net. You can also write the show at wespeakenglish at gmail.com. Uh, you can leave a review on iTunes. You can share this on Facebook. You can follow me on Facebook at We Speak English Good. You can go to Instagram at We Speak English Good as well. You can follow my personal page, Mike Epp, on Facebook. Uh, it's the more family-oriented posts that I post there. Although a few terrible things do slip out on that <laughs> sometimes. Anyways... Thanks again to Dr. I'm just going to keep saying Dr. Aaron and Dr. Hold on. Let me list Janet first because women empowerment, bitch. So Dr. Janet and Aaron Ziegler, everyone. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed them. Thank you to the good doctors for uh, uh, coming on the show. And uh, uh, be good to your fellow human beings. HJs for everybody. Bye. Thank you.